Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL. Game week nine is but a dirty pothole in the rearview mirror of our FPL game weeks and here to talk me through the dirt, the grime and the horribleness of all of that is my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you, Seamus? Hello. I'm good, thanks. Yep, really happy to be here. Really happy. Ready to get this going. And uh, it's a very special Hangover podcast because we're welcoming our superior podcast brothers from, where would they be in relation to us? Maybe Northeast? Southwest Mid Mideast? <laughs> the... More south, more west. Yeah, the FPL Renegades are here in the studio today to <laughs> do whatever we're going to do. So uh, without further ado, let those lads start talking. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. We're really, really happy to be here. It's about time. It's about time we got this checked off. I know this is something you've been wanting to do for a long, long time. Oh, definitely. It is on my to-do list. <laughs> I'm not here by myself, though. Thanks all right, for all right. having us, guys. Can we can we switch this back now? Because sort of Seamus is so confused. He's like, "Which one am I? Like, you're the bald guy with glasses. Am I Drew? Am I Kirk? Am I Jer? Can I just be myself again, please? That will that will do nicely. Yeah, thanks. That's Over. a great intro, Drew. Thank you. Over and, uh, it's as as good an impression of Jer as I've heard. This side of this side of the side Mississippi. Of Was that an accent I detected, Drew, or what's the story? I was practicing it in the jacks there as I went for it. It wasn't. Whiz. It was not half bad. <laughs> it was not half bad. I was kind of like, okay, yeah. I didn't realize I was that easy to mimic. He did a good job, but we are here. He didn't overcook it. He didn't like. He didn't overdo it. You know, it didn't really like sell you down. No, he river. didn't. I liked the grime thing. That was a nice touch. The grimy dirt road pothole shit. I was like, that's excellent. Yeah. It yeah, like it's very, very much a Limerick kind of team, the grime, dirty kind of yeah. team. So the Limerick yeah. fashion. I was going to go down there. We're going to stab <laughs> everyone, but I thought I better not. Yeah, We talked about this beforehand, Andy. Yeah, so Kirk warned half, me. Two and a half minutes no. in and we're already bashing Limerick City. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. No okay, stabbing. Right, Close her off. Let's Game go. On. But we are here. In all seriousness, we are here, and we are joined live with the two beasts from the east, Drew and Kirks. Now, Kirks is a man of mystery. So, I mean, this is this is a special honor. I think this is his first appearance outside the house in something like nine months. He was saying close to nine months, Kirks. <laughs> well, I'm still in the house, but like, yeah, I think this is a a, a big step for mankind. <laughs> I'm on another podcast. Yeah, you're uh, the unicorn of the FPL world. No social media, none of that shite, but full of stats and uh, the usual FPL bullshit. You're joined by your your podcast sister, Drew. You're uh, you said you were arguably the biggest fan of the FPL Hangover, and that this would make your Christmas if you could get on. Is that true? Uh, that's very true. To be honest, um, it's the only podcast I listen to every week. And I know I say that I'm going to try and put you out of business, but that's like the biggest compliment you could have, you know, us at the Renegades, we're all about the clicks, all about the listens. And we're like, how could we get more listens? And it's like, well, we can just take out the biggest FPL podcast in Ireland 
That's, there you uh, go. That's... You're do trying to steal our listeners. Do I get paid for that? <laughs> He's Trojan. He's Trojan horsing yes. Seamus. He's he's wheeled himself right into the studios, and now he's about to exit the rear. Yeah. Classic Drew. Should we shall we give them a proper introduction for those of who of you who are listening to our podcast regularly who don't listen to Renegades, which is about two people because I'd say most people listen to both. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who for those the for for the two Scully boys who are listening there, <laughs> who I know listen to us religiously, and then just just turn off social media for the rest of the week. Uh, we'll give the guys a brief introduction. These are the FPL Renegades. Okay. Uh, first up, we got Drew. We're talking four top 4K finishes, not top 5K finishes, but top 4K finishes in his last nine seasons. Best ever finish, 1,000 one oh, 17 Heartbreaking. Just know that is eating him up alive inside. Uh, things to note of Drew, his worst ever season was last year, finishing at 300,000k overall rank. So he's trying to bounce back from that. So far this season, he's absolutely smashed his wild card in game week five with a game week rank of 8,550 and dropping his OR from over 2 million to 426k with a score already of over 105. He's a big fan of Aston Villa even scoring at his <laughs> beloved Villa Park, which he will mention regularly in conversation. I, know, I actually, I'm not, not too keen on the level of information that you're going into here. I feel like this is... <laughs> Don't, I worry, can't Kirsten, here, because... Don't worry, Kirsten, because I know fuck all about you. So <laughs> yes. I have to focus on Drew here. Uh, Kirks, on the other hand, is the international man of mystery, as Ger laid on, uh, kind of presented earlier on. He's got two top 20K finishes in the past two seasons. He's best overall rank. 5,950, which is fantastic and better than any four of us in the last two seasons. Uh, he's having a shocker this year, though. <laughs> probably the opposite of Drew and the worst wildcard of all time with a game week rank of 6.4 million in game week three with 26 points. Struggling this year, so I think they complement us just really well, Jared. That's who we're dealing with. Let's get on with the pod. Now, hold on. You left out the best bit. I've broken... The game week seven million rank this week. <laughs> Save something for the later part of the oh, be, Come on, this, this is the this is the main this is the main talking point. We should be all be talking about this now this, for the next two hours. It's not like Kirk's to blow his load. <laughs> this this is ex- exactly where this we need to be week? kicking off. There's a fucking mosquito. Are you kidding me? In the height of winter, but uh, yeah, no, I got that. He's dead, and we can move on. Uh, Kirk's, uh, what were we saying there before I got attacked by that mosquito? Oh, that is where that is where you need to be starting, Seamus. That's crazy. So yeah, I mean, it is impressive. Who's not impressed? I don't know how you could do. Like, I don't think you could do it if you were trying to do it. If you were trying to steadily lower your rank every week without being, you know, ridiculous and taking hits and you know just completely destroying the team, but being presentable in your FPL choices and then to to constantly watch that overall rank get lower and lower, lower. I'm just going, yeah, this is. It is impressive. It's impressive. I mean, I mean, after four or five game weeks, I was kind of like, "This, this is I'm doing really shit." Now I'm kind of like, "I'm doing something here. I'm doing something here that nobody else has ever done before." And I'm kind of taking. No pride one has in ever it. had the balls to do. How did yeah. your game week nine go, Kirks? Um, I finished seven million <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's only seven. Five hundred thousand people finish worse than you. <laughs> but your overall uh, 
And there's a there there's a lot of players that would have joined in game week nine just to try and win some sort of prize. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably ahead of me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think the guys who are behind me are like the guys who have taken like shitload of hits just to like win win a month prize or win a week prize. Like, it's weird. Like, because if you look at the, my team, it's you wouldn't look at it and kind of go, yeah, he's going to finish in the top or the the, the bottom five hundred thousand of the entire game, but I've I've managed it. Um. It's uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of decisions. But uh, tell yeah, me tell something. It. Tell me what your tell low it. point of the week was, because there's no point breaking it all down. There's just too much carnage to go through. But if you had one particular uh, like, thing that really bugged you this week, what was it? I think it was just the firefighting with all the injuries and the COVID. Like so, it was Trent injury, the Sala COVID, Wilson injury. Lamptey got sent off. I'm gonna, I, I'll pick Lamptey getting sent off. Having swapped Trent for Cancelo to take out a, uh, an injured player for a player who's going to play a, a good run of fixtures. Lamptey then gets sent off in the 89th minute and he's now suspended. I think that was just a bit of a kick in the nuts. Yeah, that was, that's got to be, uh, I think, the case for a lot of people this week. A lot of Lamptey's on the bench. Even with, as you mentioned, kind of the, the COVID injuries and all of the kind of rests after international breaks, you saw a lot of people getting Lamptey off their bench for a minus one, which is got to be a real sickener. But if you were to have a highlight... I'd imagine it's also a bench-related, Kirk, or have you got some out-of-the-box theory? We are one highlighted game week nine. Uh, I don't know if that's a highlight. I Like, I mean, that my highlight is basically a, a team who I thought were going to get hammered, which I have three players. <laughs> so my highlight is the guy who scored against them coming off the bench for Mitchell. I mean... I don't know. That's not much of a highlight, it's pretty, is it? Uh, it's, I mean, I was looking at it uh, yeah, on Sunday evening and I was kind of going, all right, Mitchell needs to just play five minutes and he's got a 20-odd game week score. And that's something. I could have finished bottom. So to clarify for people not not watching on YouTube, because there are people who are just listening here, what they're referring to is Sun coming off your bench, Kirks, for 10 points yeah. um, when you would have played like... A whole host of shit players ahead of him, <laughs> including Brewster. But like Justin against Liverpool, you're a Liverpool fan, right? You decided yeah. Justin was going to get more points than Son. All right. So I suppose the, the the base of this is I have three City players, and I was like, right, what do I think is going to happen in this game? The City's first game. It's like, right, I think City are going to win. I'm fucking four and a half million in the world. Like, I think City are going to win. Why am I playing? Why am I playing Son? That's like it. That's a that's a cover your ass move. So I was like, right, yeah. Mitchell's playing Burnley. That's fucking nil all written all over it. Justin is playing Liverpool. I've no Liverpool players because Trent got injured, Salah got COVID. So I'm like, right, I put him on the bench. What if Leicester get a result and I've got no Liverpool players? Right, so he's he's in there, and it was just a matter of I didn't want to play cover my ass. I just wanted I wanted City to hammer Spurs. And pick up as much points as they could with all the, the the little guys. I do like um, I do like your the way you back your teams. Like you've got triple city, so you're like, well, I'm just going to go all in here, and I'm going to just bench Son, like this explosive player who, like, if you were to, you know, you you know, if you're going to back anyone for to score against uh, <laughs> first Spurs against City, it would be well, the player who's the fastest who's going to. I, I think you have to look at, at, at Sun's previous scores and games to really kind of get a full Kirk's view on this. Uh, he scored 18 points, 13 points, 11 points. Kirk's brought him in in game week seven against Brighton. He scored two points. He played West Brom, scored three points. <laughs> Kirk's <laughs> benches him against City, which seems reasonable. <laughs> he scores 10. 
So I mean, do you, it's. Uh, do you know what he crazy. had in common with his uh, twenty-four points, eighteen points, and eleven points? They were all away fixtures. Yeah. So maybe also, you're also thinking he's maybe you're thinking he's an away bird, but an actual fact. But I, I do have to think like Justin, like and Justin actually, I thought for one Leicester played kind of crap, but um, Justin actually looked quite good at moments in that game. He actually always looks good when I see him on the pitch, but. I have to. I have to. I do like how you go all in and you don't hedge your bets. I, on the other hand, hedge my bets on the Monday night game with Southampton and Wolves, and I got points from both Jimenez and McCarthy. So no, maybe there's something to be said for. Yeah, that that was you know, good. That was a good move. Just with McCarthy's the number of saves and stuff. I mean, it's hard to guess that that's going to happen. So generally, my approach is I try and make a call on the game and and just yeah. stick to it. But um, like like you just said, like if someone pulls a lot of saves out of the bag, you can you can obviously double up. I was hoping McCarthy would get like eleven points from like a masterclass, and Jimenez would get two, or Jimenez would score two goals and McCarthy get one, and McCarthy yeah. and Jimenez yeah, get that's what you'd expect, yeah. So I'm hoping one or the other, but they can cancel each other out. So it's but you definitely seem to be all in on one or the other. You don't want to you don't want to hedge your bets. No, and always have it. It's a Kirk's rule. I actually texted Willie about it during the week. He was like, "What are you doing with Son of the Bench?" He's like, "No, I've got three City players." Right? Who had ter- who had thirteen minutes? All for in. The first Willie mentioned was that you, Drew? Did you have thirteen minutes in that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be a lot sooner than that. To be honest, I thought like four. Yeah, minutes I suppose maybe. like we had that whole intro stuff going on that delayed it. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll t- I think I had twelve, mm. so I'm closest to it. Seamus, you're next in line. You're next in the <laughs> firing squad. We've given Kirk's a bit of a batter in there. You mentioned your team already. I've already got it up on screen, so we might as well go straight to you. How did you get on in game week nine? Yeah, 76 points. I took a hit, minus four, to get Kane out, which um, I would have been better off keeping Kane. He got four points. I transferred in Vardy. Didn't need to make that move. <clears throat> I'd already made my two moves. I brought in Fernandez and Grealish for Le- uh, Leandro Trossard, who was injured, and Salah, who obviously had COVID. Captain Fernandez, so I was delighted to see. That was obviously a big talking point by some talking fish this week um, about <laughs> who is going to, uh, how lucky Fernandez owners were. But uh, he got his 11 points like he does if he scores a goal, um, especially if it's the only goal in the game, he will get the three bonus points. He got the 11 points. Um, so that was 22 points. That was part of the reason I thought it was worth the risk taking out Salah because I was going to give him the armband. Um, I brought Vardy in for the extra hit, which didn't need to happen. Uh, a day or so later because I thought I wanted him for the Fulham game anyway and it would leave me enough money in the bank to make Son to uh, KDB for this coming game which is my planned transfer but uh, I thought you know what with the defensive injuries that Poole have this week I'll try and get in Vardy this week I thought they actually could beat them they didn't of course so uh, Barnes and Vardy did nothing for me points in the on the board came from anyway Fernandez, as I said Son Calvert-Lewin got 13. Uh, Chilwell and James, Chelsea double-up, got me 8 and 7 uh, together. So it's a nice 15 points. Lamptey with his red card was unfortunate. But then 7 points for McCarthy, who got the uh, 3 bonus points. And just one short, just one short. If that was my one gripe that I didn't get the extra save point for him, uh, he only got 8 saves, not 9. And uh, Jimenez got the assist. So if Jimenez could have scored that goal, maybe he could have got some bonus too. So yeah, 76 points, minus 4. My best game week rank of the season, and I've risen 500k places. I'm 1.6 million now, so still not great, but moving in the right direction. Five game week 
green yeah, arrows. Yeah, it is in, in the right direction. Uh, well, I could, and I did give you a bit of shit over the weekend for <laughs> for going minus four to get uh, Vardy in over Kane. I felt that was a little bit in. Don't take don't take hits. hits. You pleb. don't take hits. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Can no, I justify no, that? This is a no. Exactly, Kirk's and me were on the same wavelength. No, this is this is just <laughs> me speaking now, and I'm just saying that you know uh, I think it was a, an amateur move. But moving on swiftly to our next uh, <laughs> panelist, Drew. How did you get on Game Week Nine? Yeah, I had a, a good solid week. I got seventy two points, and Game Week rank of around a million. I think the average was about 55 so happy out with that and um, you're got i've listened to your podcast every week for the last two or three years so you know you're gonna ask me for the highs and lows so i'll just uh i'll jump straight into them jar i'll save you the bother and um, my high was like not being in control he's like i'll take control of this Kirks, this is really weird not being in control i'm kind of a bit anxious about it all because usually i can just edit out any anything no, no, you can't. I say every week which is like quite a lot whereas now I'm kind of like on my tippy toes yeah pretty much but uh, the highs I, d- I didn't have any kind of mad individual high like I got the captaincy right I, I had Bruno like Seamus the 11 points um, I could have easily been swayed towards uh, Ziyech against Newcastle or even Mane um, in his game and uh, I just have something I have a something funny against Bruno. I think it's as a United fan. I hate captaining a player from my own team, even though he's like he's FPL royalty at this stage. Like he's just kind of. I think we said last week he's a wizard. He'll just pull points out of nowhere, even though United look terrible, like week in week out. Even against West Brom, they didn't look great, and he somehow plucks eleven points out of the sky. So. I'm just kind of glad I've gotten over that and it's just like just captain your best player um, I had Robertson and I had Reese James in my defense who got points so it's between them three for the highs the lows my two transfers were a complete waste and it's a uh, it's probably captain hindsight stuff but I always was taking out Sun because I didn't want Sun and Kane and I I got a a shine into Ziyech for Chelsea like a been loving watching Chelsea play in the last two games for them. Uh, Ziyech has been so dangerous. He's picked up attacking returns. Sun was always going to go. So the fact that Sun got 10 points against Spurs doesn't really bother me. The one that kills me is uh, I got rid of Salah and I brought in Mane and I had two free transfers and the plan was to always roll one. I didn't really need much surgery week in, week out. And it, it's kind of killing me now because... When I did it, we didn't really know if Salah was going to miss one or two league games. But even if I thought he was going to miss one, um, I think I still would have brought in Mane because I just couldn't hack having a 12 million plus player on the bench. And like Mane got three points. He could have easily got a haul though, which kind of makes it a little bit easier Mane for me. on the verge of but... scoring. I don't know how many times in that match. Yeah, he definitely had at least, I can remember, one clear-cut chance to score prof. I, I kind of remember a second one, but I, it's not coming to mind right now. But he had definitely two good chances to score, so bit unlucky. Do you think? Um, bit unlucky. Just to cut across, yeah. Here, do you think that maybe it was the international breakthrough because that made you use the two transfers that you were kind of sitting there a bit, you know? Oh, do do I need to make a move? Because you were talking about, as you mentioned, you listen uh, to to us every week, and you know it's vice versa. And you were saying last week that you liked having the two. 
um, you know, rolling at two, but you used two this week. Is that maybe a bit of international break boredom? I think so, yeah. Just sitting in my hands for the international break. And uh, it's just, if if someone had guaranteed me that Salah would be out for one game, I still couldn't honestly say that I wouldn't have moved him out. It's just the 12 million on my bench, like Mane, in my head, Mane could get 15 points here and I'm going to be a hero. Not that I'm going to be a hero. Like it's nothing to do with like coming on the podcast and going, Kirk's, I got 15 points out of Mane. Like, that's more than your whole team this week. Um, but I, I'm always trying to make moves. Like, I kind of want to, like, I'd rather do my best to come in the top 1K and, like, fail miserably than just do nothing, to be honest. So yeah, leaving I, I, Salah... That's my same approach, same approach. Yeah, leaving yeah. Salah on my bench just didn't sit right. And But, like, but you now... had two free transfers. So, I mean, I, I, I'd say it's captain hindsight stuff. You had a free transfer. You didn't take a hit. You brought in Mane. I think that's a good move. I don't yeah, but now this week, I want to make the two free transfers that I planned last week. So I want two City guys in. And then the following week, I also <laughs> want to get Salah back in. So I am kind of a little bit hamstrung, which is a bit annoying. I'll, I'll compare it to the following. I assume all three of you had and captained Salah game week one. Yeah. No. Yeah. No? You didn't? No. Did you captain Abamia? Yes. I had... I did not have Salah. I had Mane and I captained Mane game week one. So to see Salah get that, like that was a huge swing. I'm already 34 points behind or whatever it was. Um, no, 30, 36 points behind the rest of everyone else this season. So I'm still trying to catch that up like yeah. immediately. Like no one's, I, well, like I was kind of going, you know what? Mane starts the season. Excellent. Sure, sure, I want the Liverpool player. I'm going to put on Mane as my captain. Now I wildcard a few weeks later, I brought it around and I brought Salah back in but you know that's kind of your thinking was the same kind of logical thinking that you made this week yeah. you know without Salah Mane is the guy to do the business and uh, it's kind of a shame because I remember at one stage with, I was like if they get a penalty Milner or Mane might take this and then I realised oh Milner is the next up because Mane was taking them if you recall a couple of seasons ago in preseason and he was burying him so I think he's probably third in line but, yeah, and yeah, he took, it's... took one during the international break for Senegal, so I thought he definitely might be on them with Fabinho's Salah. Third, is he? Over. Uh, Fabinho has a great penalty record for Monaco. That's all I know. Yeah, so maybe knows, but it's I I do kind of see where you were going, and I definitely think Jurzant is something they're saying. Look, if it wasn't an international break, you might have been able to overlook Mane. Uh, I was very similar to doing the same move you were talking about. I was thinking instead of getting Vardy for Kane. Maybe I want to get Ziesh. I was really tempted for Ziesh this week. He had a great fixture against Newcastle for Son. I just felt like Son was more likely to score against Man City than Kane because of the way they would line up against Man City. They're, if City were going to get scored against, it would be probably on the counter-attack and Son is their assist. fastest player. So yeah, And I was like, there's always a chance to be a Kane assist. So I just said I'd keep Son and I'd sell Kane because I do want to take money out of my forward line. As it turns out, I've taken kind of fuck all it went from 10.9 down to 10.1 or whatever <laughs> i really wanted to come down to like a watkins or something like that and i was really considering richarlison this week i actually asked you guys what you thought of richarlison in your pod last week what did uh, we say you did uh you said no originally <laughs> then you kind of turned you kind of as the pod went down later on i think you came back to it and said you know what maybe richarlison could be a good bet yeah, but he only got now, five so. points and Vardy against fulham this week 
I think I said I would offset the points, and I'm really hoping that Vardy against Fulham this week could do the business. So I'm actually considering him for captaincy. You done spouting your nonsense now, Seamus? Are you? Fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we. I think what Jura's getting to here is Jura wants to talk about his game exactly, for once. Uh, I'm. I mean, I could do the highlights and lowlights, Drew. I appreciate you being on the ball in regards to that. That's usually a technique I. I have in place to keep Seamus reined in as you might have noticed he's a tendency to just list out every fucking player on his team and I'm like oh maybe just highlight lowlights and then he'll just naturally give me a, a wider berth yeah. Yeah, Drew, has, Drew has the same problem Drew has so, the same problem Usually I just, I, I just keep talking over people as just well. talk over him uh, yeah but so basically with my team I was trying to throw throw uh, uh, you know a bit of shade at Seamus there but uh, yeah same as yours Drew I didn't realise how similar our fucking teams were until I have them up side by side here and uh, very very similar um, Captain Bruno Calvert-Loon Kane Brewster uh, you got rid of Son I held on to Son but uh, we both had Robertson Martinez we both suffered the Barkley uh, two minute injury so like you know cr- crazy uh, yeah. similar teams um, I'm imagining that's just me trying to mimic the vicious highs that you've had in your past FPL career but all in all game week 9 was fine 76 points I'm pretty happy cut the rank down I'm finally inside 1 million and uh, hopefully it keeps going but I think that's enough with game week nine unless you guys have anything you want to 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 mention before we move on can we just point out though that uh bruno could have had an absolute monster haul as well i know everybody like on fkl twitter and that listens to podcasts know that but just when you're kind of talking about oh the luck with the penalty and the retaken penalty like he put two chances on a plate to martial and rashford like he could have easily got 20 points and yeah. uh he does offer a lot more than penalties these days. Got to agree. I think he created six chances this week. Is that what I read? In yeah. The stats? Six and, key uh, passes anyway, yeah. Yeah, he had, like, he, play, he played very well. Like, and United, I have to say this, like, I'm a United fan. You're a United fan, Drew, right? Yeah. I think you're Liverpool. Yep. Yeah, me and Jur are United fans as well. Like, <laughs> such Christ. is our bond. But what I will say is this, they, uh, they look shit. <laughs> oh, they're terrible. You know, they were terrible. Bruno is the one bright spark that will create the odd moment of oh shit, we might score here. And when he does that and he lays it into Martial or Rashford, and you're hoping they're on the ball and they'll actually smash it, and they don't, it does break your heart. But it is encouraging to see that a player like the only player I have any interest in, I did consider briefly getting Rashford in. So happy I'm just stuck with Bruno now. Yeah, not yeah, only because he got the points because, because... Been absolutely shocking and sometimes you say it to people and you're like you know they're crap and you kind of get the defensive kind of stance we're in of transition like, oh, no, we're in look transition. how good we are in europe yeah but like until they scored that goal but Kirk, you, you, you used to say that back in 98 99 and then they went on and won the treble like you're the biggest <laughs> abu i know so hard to say this when Ronaldo's i only care about fbl now you know yeah it's hard to take you seriously when it comes to united but like until they scored the goal the last day, it was a flip of a coin on like that could have been nil all or like West Brom could have nicked it. Like I know, honestly, yeah. Well, until the goal Bruno was has scored. done tonight in the Champions League, Bruno has come off in the 59th minute, the cursed 59th minute. So if you have him in your Champions League FPL team, uh, you would have uh, lost out on some points. But he's got two goals and awarded the what would have been the third goal to uh, Rashford. So he could have had a hat trick there tonight. Drew's walked yeah. off in disgust. Sickens. Um, but can't take this. <laughs> he's he's got another two goals tonight. Neither from the penalty spot, 
So his first yeah, goal think, is tracker, supposedly as well. So uh, I'm gonna watch it afterwards. We were too busy pre- prepping for this pod right. here, but uh, yeah, I think Bruno is the only option in United I want right now. Even let me ask you this, defense. Kirk. Uh, I think that you out of the three yeah. of us, you don't have Bruno, so I think it's the fairest thing. Are you thinking of getting him in, or is this like have you made your bed there? I would love to have him in. Um, I think at the start of the season, I, we we were doing our teams and we were like. United finished last season so strong and we were like uh, Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, Fernandez. Even the defenders, you're kind of like, they tighten things up. They were like really high on the radar at the start of the season. And I built my wild card around bringing in United players. Um, I brought in Rashford. I had Greenwood. But like we talked about it and I didn't follow through was just get Fernandez in. Like he takes the penalties. He's going to be involved. If Rashford scores, it's probably Fernandez. If Martial scores, it's probably Fernandez. If they get a penalty, it's going to be him. And I didn't go with it only because I was lured away by Greenwood's price. Is that I wanted to save the money. I think it was whatever two and a half million or something. So I thought Greenwood was going to play um, like the way like they finished last season, and it didn't happen. And the the safe move and the correct move in hindsight was was uh, Fernandez. Are you but looking sure to get him? Like, when you, you look go. at United's upcoming matches, they've got Southampton, West. No, uh, not 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 in, in immediate. I, my problem is like, and I'll, I'll keep saying it is, I've just got too many problems. Like, I I don't have a player to remove one for one to get Fernandez in. Like, I have to get rid of probably three or four players. Okay, so uh, assuming yeah, just, assuming your I team wasn't have... on, fi- on fire, <laughs> you have Southampton, West Ham, <laughs> your Dowson Petrol standing right next to an open flame. You've got Southampton, <laughs> West Ham away, City at home, Sheffield away, Leeds at home, all in the next, what, five? It, would you advise someone else to get Bruno in, or do you think do you can sit, sit out these fixtures? No, if, if you can uh, afford to get him in and you have a transfer free... He's definitely one on my radar. I think the problem is, um, and it's the same problem I have with, with with Spurs, is when you watch the team, you just you look at them going, "Why would I want someone from this team? Like, why would I want to go out of my way to get somebody in? Like, they just don't look like they're playing very well." And this is like you know, Southampton United. Southampton are playing really, really well. I couldn't tell you like here now, United are going to are going to beat Southampton comfortably, and Fernandez is going to score and he's going to get points. Now, the FPL record would indicate get him in because if they get a penalty or if they get a break he's probably involved but it's just so hard to stand over them and say break your bank and get Fernandez in they're going to smash Southampton and he's going to get two goals like yeah, Southampton could turn them over and that's that's probably my biggest problem with United Arsenal Spurs is just I see so many teams being able to turn them over that I don't want to go out of my way to get their players yeah no that's all they're all fairly valid points um I think I'd be with you there I'm watching United Seamus is I'm speaking on his behalf and I know Drew agrees he's not vigorously along but uh <laughs> you know I think he's kind of in that for 10.5 He's basically United's talisman. Do you know what I mean? Everything that United do will come kind of through him. You said yourself, it's going to be Fernandez's assistant Rash, Fernandez's assistant Martial. Uh, he's on penalties, and that hasn't really changed. And I think he's kind of he's maintained that record that he had kind of got over the the restart and and when you know whenever he signed, he's just kind of maintained that. There, it isn't really slowing down. So I mean, if you're not on Fernandez right now, uh, the the question is, when will you be? And that's a question that we will leave for next week's episode or the week after, for whenever I'm looking for a segue into a different section. But for right now, I'm segueing in, segueing in 
directly to, I think you guys call it question time. Is that right? <laughs> it's time. It's time. Yeah. Very imaginative. Very imaginative. Uh, it's, it's time. It's time. It's question time. If I was more Willie inclined, I actually have a recording of Willie here <laughs> on my phone. Oh, uh, yes. I do, but I've I haven't edited it. I just loved. I just loved you haven't uh, prepared the it. phrasing. The phrasing that comes with like talking about Willie. It's just brilliant. It's like you just should have Archer like recorded in the background. Like, yeah, phrasing. I suppose I should probably have set that up for. Uh, for anyone who isn't familiar with the Renegades lads, although I'm sure that's far and few between, uh, Willie was their former um, podcast host. He's not just bandmate, Band everything. Mate. They ruthlessly <laughs> kicked him off last at the end of last year uh, in an attempt to make it to the big time. That's gone disastrously wrong, uh, mainly thanks to to Drew's persistent misogyny. But that's a different that's a different episode. But for this week, I think is this is that come true. It, that's a bit of Willie there, yep. isn't it? Yeah. I can edit all this out if I need to. Oh, yeah. He's a jockey, so he is. He's a jockey. And there he is. You know, the best bit question is, time. The best bit is before that, we're usually like on a, on a pause. And we're like, you're going to do the question time bit? And he's like, absolutely not. I am not doing that this week. I'm fucking embarrassing myself, making a show myself. My kids are disappointed in me. My family are disappointed in me. I am not doing that. Okay, we're live. Uh, what are the times? <laughs> it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. No one is disappointed in Willie when he does that because that, uh, I think he does it better than I think any of you could could mimic him. To oh do God, it. no! Yeah, it's quality. He's it's got a childlike radio. wonderment in his voice that few of us. Here on the Hangover, we we call it something different, Dojo, don't we? We call it. Yeah, the I drunk thought you were going to segue into a really cool like we call it the drunk tank. Pause. I insert the music, but nope. He just said it like an like a normal person. <laughs> just said it like an unprofessional person. Oh, Seamus is the Willie of the Hangover podcast. That's He's what I'm learning tonight. He's moved from Drew to Kirk's to Willie. This is a slow devolution, Seamus. Oh, is well, order, in the in how we've presented Seamus, like you were saying, you thought he might have been Drew, and he's like, oh, maybe he's more of a Kirk's. Uh, you know, the sit in the background, looking mysterious, and. Uh, <laughs> do the work. work but reap all the rewards while me and drew you know work like donkeys uh i'm sorry they they disrepresent yourself like this uh willie you know it's just we, we get a hard, <laughs> hard knock here <laughs> but look we're we're getting too fucking we're going off on a tangent lads you know what time it is it's the drunk tank so first up this week i'm going to I was full sure you were going to sing a song there. Sorry. <laughs> There's a weird gap. I just that gap is singing. for the audio version, Kirks. This is how little you give a shit about The Hangover, which is something I have to appreciate a little bit. <laughs> I didn't know. As far as I know, you were going to start singing there. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a drunk tank. I just, it's just a, a nursery rhyme straight into it. But no, no. This is a, a regular section, uh, Kirks. We do a, a little bit of a musical cue right there, right here. <laughs> 
did a refrain. I did a refrain, so the, the lads listening will hear that back. And uh, yeah, we go straight into questions. So this week, I usually have snapshots for anyone listening on you or watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and all that shit. But I usually have snapshots of the questions and all that nonsense. But there's just a fuck ton. I have to blame these two lads. I think they've brought their whole raggedy ass crew from Kildare down. And uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> shit ton of questions. So we're going straight over live to Twitter. That's my account. It's up live on, on the video. I can't believe it. And uh, yeah, the first question this week is from... He's an FPL question machine. This guy eats FPL content for breakfast. I'd hate to know what his uh, his droppings look like. But he asks, Nuclear Atoms, <laughs> at Atoms underscore Nuclear asks, Should I keep Sun? Because it looks like he might haul in the upcoming fixtures. Or should I bring in Vardy for a hit to attack his good run of fixtures? Seamus... You love taking hits for Vardy, so I'll let you feel that one. Yeah, well, I think there's no better uh, fixture to take a hit for Vardy than Fulham away. Of course, you want to wait until you see if he's got any injuries. There's some people trying to make out that he was limping off the field against Liverpool. He's he's kind of had a persistent kind of hip injury for like the last season or half a season or something or so. So I think so, that's probably... Yeah, he's just like, man, he's fucking my age. Like He's like fucking... Well, he's actually younger, but he's like 32 or something. I don't know what age he is. He's, uh, he's, but that that is old in in relative terms. He's, uh, he's gonna have knocks, you know. So, but wait until after they they've got a Europa League game on Thursday. I'm gonna wait. I'm, I'm not gonna wait because I have him. But you should wait until after that game before bringing him in, especially for a hit. Um, selling Son is a difficult one. Personally, I looked at it last week, and even though I thought I kept him this week because I thought he could score against Man City. Um, their next game is against Chelsea away, and Chelsea have been keeping a lot of clean sheets. I don't see that, and Chelsea beat them twice last year. I, I think Chelsea are going to beat them this year again. Uh, either way, it's going to be hard to predict low scoring game. Then you've got Arsenal at home. Okay, Arsenal got smashed by Villa a couple of weeks ago, but they aren't conceding a lot of goals. I don't see him getting a whole lot of goals in the next couple of games. So I would advocate if you can sell Son, it's not a terrible move, even though I think he's amazing. You know, asset. I just think this is what fucking FPL is all about. You know, you got to choose when to sell, when to buy. I think now is the time to sell some. Well, there you go. Um, you guys are going to need to start jumping in on Seamus as well, because if you don't, it'll just be non-stop Seamus for the next sixty minutes. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to learn to stop after you know ninety seconds of not taking we a breath. Share Seamus, okay? We got to share. And with that in mind, Drew. What are your thoughts? Should I keep Son or get Vardy in for a hit? Um, I find that quite a tricky question, to be honest. Now, I sold Vardy last week for uh, Ziyech. Not Vardy, Son, sorry. Um, I kind of just wanted to get off my double Spurs assets. Now, the fact that he's gone and got a... Did he get a double-digit haul against 10, City? Did yeah. he get 10 points? Um, 10. He scored in arguably the second-hardest fixture in the league on paper. Um, in my head, Vardy is all kind of, he's a bit of fluff. Like he hasn't really got the numbers. He's been scoring goals, but they're nearly all penalties. But then when I dug a little bit deeper, his stats are actually pretty good. The last four game weeks, he's the highest XG out of all forwards. He scored three goals, which is like the second best. Um, he's actually doing quite well. So he is. Um Scored a few nice easy chances that were assisted to him by your man, the Turkish guy under, that probably bump up his stats. Uh, I find it really tough because 
Fulham are terrible. Uh, Leicester need to bounce back from... Like, Liverpool absolutely wiped the floor with them. I was really surprised with how comfortable that was. And I can't see Leicester not coming out and beating Fulham quite comfortably. Uh, and obviously, Vardy is always going to be at the forefront of that. Minus four. I think minus four, when you take into account the next two, three, four fixtures, I probably would go for Vardy, to be honest. I'm not going to captain Son in the next few games, whereas I'd be quite happy to captain Vardy in a handful of those games. So, yeah, I'd be like Seamus. I probably would lean towards Vardy, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have a strong opinion no, on it, enough, to be honest. That's fair enough. Um, I mean, I'm kind of interested in in your thoughts on this as well because I got a similar conundrum this week where I have two transfers and I need to to make a decision, but I'll save that one towards the end because I'm going to take advantage of, of having you two lads on the pod and not just Seamus trying to sabotage me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to... I'll save that towards the end, but uh, Kirks, anything you'd like to add to whether or not, uh, you know, you should keep Son or bring in Vardy for a hit? Let it be said again. Yeah, I feel like we'd work better together, the two of us, without them two blabbering <laughs> on. I feel like I'd give you quick, concise answers with no preparation and very easy yes to oh, are you just to clarify are you talking about just me and you kirks i can do yeah that. just me that can you. be done right here it's really easy <laughs> mute and mute um sell son hard fixtures i regret not selling them last week even though he got 10 points he doesn't deserve that goal against city you won't <laughs> score against chelsea arsenal crystal palace liverpool uh, or leicester how ungrateful he came on and saved you from like a 20 point week and turned into a 30 point week and you're going nah f- i fucked so, up should have got rid of i was going to finish 7 million or 7.25 million like fuck it it's what difference does it make um i i think get rid of them i think the lesser games are much better and <laughs> I, I honestly like the next six games are mental for them. I just can't no, see him picking up that's that many completely points. Fair. I think you got it, Jared. Can I just say, like, I can't recommend Kirk's enough. It's just the depth <laughs> and nightness of all his answers. It's just so refreshing compared to other <laughs> players. I love it. Yeah, it's like the the, the unintentional dig there towards no, it was, myself. It was no, very I intentional. Love it. I love it. I'm thinking the same. I was like, I wish, I wish I could put my balls on the line like that. But yeah, no, yeah. But essentially, I was saying that, but a bit more offense sitting. <laughs> you too could be seven million plus. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's that's definitely something that uh, I'm gonna have to have a chat with Seamus with after you know after all this is over. Like, can you be more like Kirk's? And how much more can you be? <laughs> You don't want it. You oh, really like, don't want do you think Son is going to get a load of space against uh, Chelsea and Arsenal? No. Like, are they going to want them? They're probably not. Like Chelsea are so tight. I think Chelsea might play five at the back against them. He's done it a couple of times, like where he's just gone with more defensive lineup. Arsenal I think he'll do it like he did defensive. against Kirk's. Remember, if you can recall how uh, Lampard lined up against United, I think that's what's oh, going to yeah. happen against yeah, Spurs. Awful. That was it. Such a dreadful yeah. lineup. Just but I can see him doing it again. Yeah. Me too. And I never got that impression with uh, the Man City game, which is why I always thought, like, uh, if they're going to get caught, they're going to get caught in the counter, which is why you want Son rather than Kane. But uh, I think in general, for their next upcoming run of games, I would rather have Kane because they're not going to get the space in behind. They're not. It's going to be like playing the likes of Burnley and stuff like that, you know, where they just are Wolves. Wolves defend in their own box, you know, those type of teams. Chelsea, yeah, they do like to have the ball, but I think... Frank will be cautious and yeah, I don't think see it. It'll, it'll be Kante and uh, Kovacic and Jorginho playing in midfield. It'll be like just fucking game killer shit. Yeah. Do you think the fact that that's like a really early uh, on paper 
title decider that, that oh, neither team sick. no but neither team really expected to be in that position and like it might be a title decider do you think they'll just both be happy to kind of get a draw and not take any risks yeah, I'd ha- I have my money on nil all or one all in that game. I know, I know, Mourinho will be happy. Will take that attitude, you where he'll go. Well, look, I'd rather draw nil all and just try and catch him on the counter attack. And if it ends nil all and we don't have a single attack, I'll take it. Mm. I don't know about Frank. I think Frank, if he goes the same route he did again in the United game, where he wants to keep a clean sheet, then maybe if he's a bit more adventurous, it could play into Spurs' hands. So it depends what way they have approach you guys the game. Noticed how Seamus likes to refer to people by their first names. Not yet. I, I will. I'll You'll take note of it now. Frank, Jose. That's a classic. Don't all real football well, fans do yeah. that though? Like I find out with all real inverted commas football yeah, fans. Thank you for calling yeah. me a real football fan, Curse. Yeah. Well, I think if we were podcasting back in the day, we might have referred to him as Mister Ferguson. So, <laughs> Boss, man. bit of respect. No. Bit of respect. But I think uh, Nuclear's yeah. got a, got a pretty uh, fucking um, whatever thorough answer there. Next question. Thanks for that, Nuclear. Next question is from at FPL Chieftain, a good friend of the show. One might say. One might say. Oh, oh. there we go. Oh, oh. We have that, lads. Oh. You can have that, lads. Take that back to Glarity. That's that's yours. Uh, Looking forward to this one, lads. I know you guys pride yourselves in good dress sense. Winky face. Anyone want to join me in the Tammy Jammies? Not a winky face. Mm, I'd put one in there. Uh, Not sure. (laughs) Questionable face. And I like being the only one picking up all all caps gains muscle. Bicep flex. Is that a question? question? I think the question is, I know you guys pride yourself in good dress sense. Anyone? Does he have... Tammy Abraham. Is that the question? He does, yes, yeah. He he Tammy, Tammy Abraham, he got nine points from this week. He's very happy and it's uh yeah, you, you need a you need Google Translate to translate some of his uh his messages. I think that's because of uh, how hyped but, up he is on Mountain Dew. But um I think he just wanted a cheap cheap plug for Tammy Jammies. He misses it. He misses getting to say that weekly. And I miss it. I miss it too. In fairness, he did. Yeah, he did bring him in and he scored a goal. You'd be laughing, so, but you know, to be yeah. honest with you, like just to answer his question, like to me, I'm not touching Tammy Abram. Uh, not with like Pulisic, Havertz, uh, just around the corner from injury, and you don't know what. Uh, what? Yeah. Doy, Mount. Giroud acting the bollocks. Like, yeah, Giroud and he's, he's, you know, giving his usual spiel. <laughs> so, I mean, like for me, Tammy is someone that like I would just be. Like nah, not a hope. Am I taking a striker spot up on someone who I, you know, not even sure they're going to play next week? That's just my opinion. You guys sound like you agree. Um, Chieftain's a, a funny one because uh, you kind of have to respect the way he plays the game. He doesn't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks. He'll bring in a guy week to week, so he'll kind of eye up that was it where they playing Newcastle, and he he knew Tammy was going to start up front because I think he scored in his last three game weeks. He played up front. And he thought, Newcastle aren't great. I'm going to bring him in. But I don't think he really worries about the next two or three or four game weeks. It's just like, I've got my points and I'll play it by year now. And you got to respect that. He's yeah. got his points. Yeah, but what... A... Do you know? It's a different Perfect. way of playing the game and he's flying at the minute. I've looked at his points, uh, Tammy Abrahams, that is. And uh, nine, eight and five in his last three games. So what's that? That's uh, 22 points in his last uh, three games. That's like brilliant. Like that's like seven million. His price is seven point two. That's excellent. He started all three games, nineteen, nineteen, and seventy-six minutes. Mm. But I just can't get on. To, like I've got you enough know, players in my team that aren't like I've got done 
for fucking what's his face Burnley, but that's, who's like not playing. That's he's your fault. Three point nine million. Don't put that on I've I've got Stevens. <laughs> I've got Stevens from Dale Stevens for Burnley, who's injured at the moment. He's four point four million. I've got these players that I just like. I can't afford like to have players who are risky. I've already got uh, Reese James, for example. You know, I've got Harvey Barnes, who's not guaranteed his starts at the moment. These are players that are probably going to come on and play a minute. I've got Lamptey this week, who's not going to play. I can't afford Tammy Abraham, so that's a definite no for me. To be honest, the Tammy thing makes me really worried about Werner because. You talk about these guys coming back, like Pulisic coming back, Adoy's playing well, um, Mount's playing well. I think Werner's, again, I said it a couple of weeks ago and it happened. And then Pulisic got injured in the warm-up, warm-up and um, Werner got a spot back. But I don't think Werner's guaranteed a spot. No. I, mean, that I think he worries was being me a little bit. there, Kirk. So I disagree with you. I think he's uh, like he pretty much nailed. Is he, play- is he playing that well that he's, he's nailed, though? Like When you've got all these options... Like I you know that they, they, they kind of frame it as he's been rested, but I could see him being inverted commas rested for the next game week and Tammy stay up front and Adoy and Pulisic played wide and left well, and right. Kirk, do you not think the fact that he's playing out wide left, which isn't his favourite position and like a lot of football nerds will tell me he played there last season for RB Leipzig, but like his best position is through the middle. Like he's got unreal pace, he's a great finisher. He's a little bit wasted out left, but do you think the fact that Frank is kind of shoehorning him in there means he is nailed? It's just like I think if Pulisic, I, I think if Pulisic comes back and takes that left spot, Tammy's gone. To be honest, because like I think as a Werner owner, I think I'm just so you have Werner. Oh my apologies, but he's not a. Yeah, I just think he's not a hundred percent. Jared Kirk's um, the biggest FPL conundrum of all time. Yeah, I actually am just an absolute disaster. Like. I really shouldn't when be you, on any podcast. When you started no, last season, Kirks with Origi, I knew what what I was letting myself in for. I was like, "No, no, this guy's <laughs> off. He's fucking rocker." And then you had this uh, fantastic start to the season. I'm pretty sure I can't remember now. I even though I had it up on the screen, but like, your how did your season end last year? Uh, so 10, great seventeen thousand. Yeah. something. I know. I actually should have finished ten thousand, and I. I did something stupid in the last couple of weeks. Got a Rigi back 17. in from memory. Yeah. Could have been <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I was seeing this and I was going, like, I mean, like, that's why you named the show Renegades, wasn't it? It was, uh, you wanted to name, you wanted to name it yeah. Maverick and you thought, that sounds too cool. We'll go with Renegades. And uh, <laughs> it was based on, <laughs> you should go Maverick. Mavericks. And then just be throwing cards at people all the time. I don't know why. Sure, was there not like a country and western kind of band called oh, the Mavericks or something? Kind just of put me to... like that. They wanted to dance that song so much. Couldn't name a podcast. Yeah, that's fair that, enough. So. I actually, now that you mention it, hate that song too. That was one of those classic. Uh, the mother puts <laughs> the mother's had a, a couple of extra glasses of wine and she's put a song on the speaker. What is it? Oh, it's the Mavericks, and she's trying to drag you up to dance, and you're just going, fuck yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. So it was a mix of Kirks and your mother that put us off that Mavericks And I think I kind of knew it back then as well. I was like, there's something else involved. There's some other (laughs) force that's changing this. But uh, Chieftain, there you have it. You've got a lot of anti-Tammy jammies here, but... um... But I think there's, you know, a case to be made for it. And, you know, you did get your points last week. Next question. Um, I kind of want to keep doing Drew's thing here. Another great, another regular, another great friend of the show. No, I'm just joking. DD at DD1978. No, he is a great friend. It sounded like <laughs> I was just saying, oh, no, I'm just joking. He's a, <laughs> he's, he's a toss spot. No, he's always, uh, he's always on to us. And 
Sure, you can have that. You can have it. For tonight, for, for tonight, tonight only, I you can have it. it. I, will gr I will graciously accept it. So, yeah. great friend of the show, DD, at DD1978A. He asks... There's two questions here. Greetings, gents. Brought in Bruno, but honestly, United are worse than a rum hangover. So it'll be KDB for me from the next week on. Given that City are also puke-inducing, is it worth a double up? And if so, which player? And I'll save the second question for afterwards because that's a bit of a tougher one. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's brought in Bruno, but he's going to KDB... He thinks City looks shit, um, as shit as United. I don't know if I'd agree with that, but I get I get where you're coming from. Pretty rough start to the season from. For me, um, I think there's much a there's much of a muchness. Seamus, you've been quiet for worryingly long. Um, what do you think, Bruno KDB? Oh, he's on he's on mute and he's just uh, waffling okay, away. I'm talking away, but I had my microphone on mute. My apologies. No, I have been listening. I was making myself a drink. I've got myself a white rush in here um, because I ran out of beer because we were pre prepping this pod so much. But this question is similar. It's similar enough, Jared, to our friend Eamon's question who asked us pre-pod. Um, well, he phrased this one very elegantly. I think in yes, the most elegant... Yeah, he, he... It was the most eloquent way... We've be, we've got a few questions similar to this, and this is the most eloquent way I can see it. It's like, should we just forget about bringing in city mids and attackers? Are they just overpriced bitches? And I think that's the best way that that could possibly be put. This is going to determine my strategy if, for the if, next few weeks. Just to cut and, across uh, the James, just to paint a little picture. If you could, you know, sum up Eamon, he's asked a few questions. Uh, he is basically Kirk's minus the football knowledge, let alone FPL knowledge. <laughs> I was watching Home Alone the other day, and I was watching uh, the two guys. What is their, what's their names? The, the Wet Bandits. Stop stirring your fucking drink. The Wet Bandits. Hmm. Sorry. But I was watching the Whip Bandits in action, and uh, I realized if you were to combine Marv but give him some football knowledge, <laughs> that would be Eamon. <laughs> and he'd also like taking little that's kids. Most... That's hilarious! What a what a <laughs> okay. fortuitous turn of events. <laughs> but getting back to, getting back to the question, okay. Bruno over KDB, Seamus, talk us through it. Uh, I think the next I like if you were to look at United stats, especially Bruno's, he performs better away from home okay so i actually quite like this fixture coming up against southampton even though southampton are quite a good team i think when united play against a good team who will come at them a bit more it suits them better than the likes of west brom who just sit back and try and defend so i do like this fixture you saw it against everton everton decent team have notions think oh, maybe we can get a result against this they'll come forward a bit they'll get caught in the break okay same happened with burnley or sorry not burnley but um brighton this season and last season I think away from home, Fernandez could get joy. So I wouldn't be selling against this uh, game. And then they've got West Ham, and West Ham have been playing well this year. But I think away from home, yeah, fuck them. They can, they're still shit at heart. Like you know, it's Moise, it's <laughs> manager. It. Like let's let's not mince our words. Shit here. at heart. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm to use that again. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sticking with Bruno, but I am thinking. You know, I sold Salah. I'm thinking Son. Like Kirks was saying earlier, fixtures are rubbish. Um, I'm gonna sell. For KDB, I could get on board with someone going for Sterling, but I just think KDB is like the player on that team I want. So, yeah, I get on board with a City midfielder, but for me, it's not at the expense of Fernandez. Fair enough. Kirks? Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. 
I would try to keep him if you can and get a city player in somewhere else. Yep, that makes uh, succinct sense. Drew? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm usually accused of rambling, and uh, I think I just have to agree with the two boys. Like, I want both. Like, I have Bruno at the minute. I'm just desperately trying to fit KDB into my team. And it's not going to be at the expense of Bruno. Yeah, I'm in the same honest. position as you. Um, I'm getting KDB in this week. And not once have I looked at replacing Bruno with KDB. It's just, nope, it's Sun or maybe completely destroying it. But I think we're all in the same boat. Um, and we kind of touched on Bruno already, Didi. But for me, like if I've got Bruno in already, I'm not breaking my balls to get KDB in. I don't even know if I'm getting in KDB. But uh I think you hear, you heard the lads. He's got a second part to the question. A uh, bit of tougher one. Uh, I'll throw this to you, Drew, first. Or you first, Drew, because I went with the other lads. Also, your your mate's hot as fuck girlfriend from years ago. She wants to meet up. Thoughts? Specifically vague. Um, she doesn't have any pictures, but he's morphing Scarlett Johansson and Jennifer Aniston into one big creamy pint of the black stuff. Um, I seen this question yesterday, Jar, and I think that DD guy is an absolute spoofer, to be honest. <laughs> um, I asked him for I asked him for pictures, pictures, and like he could have sent us a really innocent kind of you know picture of her on a school tour, sitting on a bus. Like it didn't have to be anything kind of. Why is she on a bus? I don't. Know. On a school tour. That's true. It's just, just been, something. Something. A school normal, okay? tour. She's something in normal. school. It didn't have didn't have to be too revealing it didn't have to be anything kind of out of the ordinary um a few things come into mind like how hot is she how good of friends was he with that bloke and uh how long were they together like it's a very vague and kind of spoofery question to me i can't really answer it without detail it sounds like there's more questions than answers what about here, you kirks so. you're 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 yeah what about you it's just are we are we getting a point to go out, point out of it like is that what you said at the end no, no, he's saying she is kind of mixed She's with hotter than and Jennifer Aniston and way hotter than like the best point to goo. I don't like Jennifer Aniston. I like goo, so I'm a bit torn here. I don't know. <laughs> a bit gay by the sense. <laughs> She's hotter than a point to goo. You're the hottest point to goo you can imagine, Kirks. She's hotter yeah, than Je- that. Jennifer Aniston looks like yeah, Barbara Streisand, so I'm... She does I know. not. But lads, forget about what they look like. Forget about what they look like. <laughs> you're, lo- like you're increasingly losing credibility here, Kirks. Yeah. The thing here is... Can you go near anyone that any of your mates have ever been with? Like, me, what are the ground no. rules? It's a straight up no. Bros before no. hoes. Um, like, as you said, obviously certain things matter, yeah, like before. in terms of, you know, how long was he with her? Um, you know, all that kind of shite. How hot is Well, I think it depends. Like, if it's your best mate, then no matter how hot she is, it's, she might as well be your fucking sister. But, uh, like, no, if she, if it was like a brief thing, then nah, I think you're fine. But, you know, I'm just worried about Didi. Is this normally an, uh, an Agony's this, Ant podcast? I, sorry, I've never listened to This is Didi's just... specialty. Kirk, would you prefer this? <laughs> yeah. This is what your podcast is missing, Kirk. This is what we do and we deal yeah. with each week. Do you know yeah. what the, yeah. dear, you know dear, what the dear, last uh, question, last question that the Renegades asked, uh, Kirk's? Yeah. No, what uh, what animal would you rather fight? There was a few, but I think one the most re- one of the most recent ones was what animal would you rather fight in its natural habitat? <laughs> so I mean, I think Dee Dee's in good company here on this podcast. I didn't realize we were we we yeah, stooped that low. Stoops. I'll have to talk to my um. Talk I thought to my you were going to say supervisor there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
but we'll move on, Didi. I don't think we, Seamus, I know we kind of skipped you, but uh, <laughs> like, do you have any thoughts on? I'd like to hear Seamus's idea because I think Seamus is a creep. He is, but he's <laughs> on camera, you see, so he's not going to let that side through. No, I've never, I've, I like, I, I've never met like a fucking woman that was fucking hot enough to fucking betray a mate for herself. So, we we're all of, you know, yeah, we're what all of moral virtue, virtuosity, if that's the word. Lads, there's, I can, there's plenty more efficiency. There. You can cast Willie, your net somewhere else. And... Yeah, Willie would hang all of us for a go at Ryan <laughs> no, Gosling. I don't doubt it. I'd say he, he'd hang us for a lot less <laughs> if you ask me. I think we yeah. need to rename our podcast to like all about yeah, Willie. Or you'd something. get a different demographic then, Kirk's absolutely different demographic. <laughs> yeah, but we'll move. More, <laughs> yeah, more that's for sure. But uh, next question: FPL Fairy Steve. Uh, he at FPL Fairy. He asks. He's keen to hear who we believe the best Mitchell replacement is for six point two and under. I'm going to say it out right now because I got to go sure. for a piss and I'll leave you guys to discuss it. But Bamford, for me, he's someone I'm extremely. Uh, interested in in regards to my FPL team, I think he might be a season keeper if you uh, if you you know if you know barring injury and all the usual bullshit that goes with that. But for me, I think he is just looking like a focal point of Leeds attack. And uh, yeah, Bamford's my my Mitchell replacement without a doubt. But uh, Kirk's throw it to you. What what do you think? Six point two replacement. Uh, I think you shouldn't be replacing Mitrovic. Like, why do you have Mitrovic? Um... <laughs> Should have got rid of Mitrovic at least two weeks ago if you were taking a punt. Um, I don't know. Get in Brewster and just save some money. I don't know. Why do you, Why are you replacing him? Why do you have him? Say, say his team is in your position. His team is absolutely <laughs> on fire. And he's but like, that, who the hell do I have? That's probably what's happening, in fairness. I imagine like, this is where the question is coming in from. Uh, I don't know. So you're saying like you shouldn't be in this position in the first place. If you are, you're an absolute idiot. It's great advice. <laughs> Drew, what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, why did we bring Kirks along to this barbecue? Um just like that that's the ultimate insult. Um I agree with Jer. Uh on all known stats, Bamford is just miles ahead of anyone in his price range. Um he's six point one million now. He's a really frustrating asset to own. Um Do you have him? No, I don't. And I kind of wish like if I had him at the start of the season. I think he would be quite a good season keeper because he's he's one of these freak kind of players. Like he'll get all the shots, all the shots in the box, all the big chances. He's gonna miss so many big chances, but he's gonna score all these fucking crazy Robin Van Persie kind of style goals that you're not expecting him to score. Was it against Villa in the three 0 yeah, win? That was incredible. Yeah. Um, and he's just one of these people for six million, six point one million. You got to keep. Um, the only other guy I thought of, and he's. Currently injured, but I think he might be back. Is Mikel Antonio? Antonio. Yeah, I actually, I was, was going to say that at the end. Um, West Ham's fixtures remain okay, although we've kind of missed a few of the really nice ones. Like he plays Villa at home next, United at home, Leeds, Palace, Chelsea, Brighton. So he'd be still worth getting in. Um, you can actually keep him for quite a long haul, though. Like he, his bad fixtures are kind of dispersed with like good fixtures i actually that that's a really good shout i think if he's fit and playing um i think that's a really good call he's fixture proof as well like i think yeah yeah i i have to say i think antonio is a great shout he's somebody i've been looking at i mean aston villa at home the problem is you don't know when he's back 
he was supposedly yeah. back training this week and we don't know just yet. So I actually really like that shout. I think what you're saying is right. The stats are saying that Bamford is getting all the big chances. And at the start of the season, he was actually being a lot more clinical. I'm just saying, Jared, that uh, while you were gone, Bamford is being a lot more clinical this year than he was in the championship where he missed a lot of big chances. This year, he's getting a ton of big chances and he's putting them away at a professional rate, what shall we say. I've been looking at Watkins, but I think Bamford is probably better on the stats. Um, Drew has mentioned Antonio, who is somebody I would look at because I think good teams are bad. He finished last season so strong. It's turned my it's turned my head a small bit. Um, the one player that I think can't be overlooked that is being overlooked is Shea Adams. Hasn't been mentioned yet. You know, this is four game weeks in a row. He's returned at this point. Um, if we see here, I'm just going to pull up his points from the last four weeks. I know, Jerry, you sold him recently. Uh, was it five games? So he's got an assist this week and some bonus points. That's seven points. Seven points in game week eight. Five points in game week seven. Eight points. Eleven points. Oh, my God. Like, what is that? That is 38. No, hang on. I think it's a can rolling yeah, down someone's living room. I knocked over a whole <laughs> bunch of Murphys there. It's, it's 38 points in five games. Like that is, I, I guarantee you, that's better than Kane. That's yeah, be in that case, we just get Shea Adams in then. Easy. Is that what you're saying, Shea? Is that fucking easy? Yeah, I think they're great. I think they're. I think they're great options though, lads. Bamford, Antonio, and Shea Adams. Yeah. Like to be quality. honest with you, I'm leaning towards Shea Adams right now. And I was on Watkins before this week. I was eyeing up Watkins. Now I'm moving my eye towards Shea Adams. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them though, because like if you watched Villa play against Brighton, like they didn't create any really good like real clear chances where they cut the team up, but they put so much pressure on Brighton that Watkins surely is just going to be there thereabouts if they keep That's playing the like that. Like they're going yeah. to create so many chances. little breaks and deflections and rebounds that he's going to get something. Like I, I'm definitely like looking at him as as another option. But I like Watkins Antonio. Sorry, go on. I just like Antonio as that differential. I think he's going to come back and he's going to get a He's going to get goals against. He could get a goal against United, and he's got good fixtures for a long run. Um, yeah, I, I, they're all good options. I don't think. I think Watkins is, is quite a good option, and I kind of overlooked him until now. Like he's playing West Ham, uh, Newcastle, Wolves, Burnley, West Brom, and Palace in his next six. Yeah, uh, he could have easily got a return there in the last game against Brighton. Um, Grealish put in a couple of crosses to him. He's actually a way better footballer than I thought he was. I thought he was just this real rigid kind of even Drago kind of target <laughs> man. But like, you know, he's got a bit of pace and he's he can kind of dribble. Like he'll get in behind people and he'll try and beat people. And he's got like, a mobility to him. Yeah, he's, that's, that's the word, Kirk. That's why you're here. He's got He's mobile. I was about to start talking about Jurassic Park and stuff. <laughs> trying to describe what I was on about. But you're just like mobile. He's like one of those Velociraptors that's been like crossbred with a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Jurassic Park. Yeah, but like, just think, like, if Villa had got that penalty laid on, he probably would have taken it. And like, all of a sudden, he's got a lot. He had the ball in his hands. He had the ball in his hands. He was going to take it. And I will say this question is very relevant to me because I am looking up at a Jimenez replacement for game week, not this game week, but game week 11. And it's going to be a cheaper forward. It's going to be. Watkins, Bamford, um, Adams, Adams, or who's Antonio. the other one we said? Antonio. It's going to be one of those four. I guarantee it. I just I have to make up my I mind. I'd say, like, just in general, it's a great thing about this season. Even though I'm making a complete balls of it, 
is you've got like these choices to make. Like I think in previous seasons, it was like everybody made the same choice and you just got in that guy. Like you now have to make a choice between four very viable options. Like best of luck. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, um, one of them is going to return. The other three are probably going to do nothing next week. So yeah. get the right one. That won't do anything <laughs> is Callum Wilson, who unfortunately I think you have. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Two weeks ago, I was like, Wilson has got the best XG difference between goals and goals scored. He's on penalties. I was like, this is it. He's the guy. And now I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Why did I look at Newcastle? <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a shit ton of <laughs> options we've just thrown out there to you. Uh, Ferry, I hope, uh, I hope some, some of them make sense. Next up, FPL Rossi at FPL underscore Rossi. He asks, he's looking to transfer Trossard to Jota. My concern is how much game time will Jota get? And do you think it'll be mostly half an hour a week replacing Fabinho? Or do you see a more regular place in the Liverpool team for him? Drew, you've been, uh, you've been, you know, avoiding the first... Is he gone? gone? Oh, shit. He's gone. you got to look at him. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's mortifying. I'm actually going to ask him first for every single question the like, next time. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Or if Anyone I just else? looked Not up your... from my screen, I would have seen he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, he just started rolling a cigarette as you started asking the question. Mother I think that was the Oh, yes, here is. We got a bit okay, of action. He's it. back. We've done it. We've done it. Oh, look, he's back. Huh? Do, you to go, do you want me to go first right. in case he yes, hasn't I heard do. the question? No, no, What's no. The sorry, you missed your chance, Drew. Exactly. You missed your chance. Drew, uh, Kirks, you're damn right. Go first. Trostard to Jota. What do you think of Jota? Is he an option? Um. Yeah, definitely. I like it in the short term as well because I think he's playing so well that he's just going to get time. Like, if it's ahead of Firmino or if it's playing mid centre midfield, he's just playing so well and getting such good returns that it's very hard to drop him. I would say in the longer run, if his form drops even a little bit, I think he's probably at risk to go back on the bench. It's just it's too easy to to drop him with the the three guys so established. But like for whatever price he is, six point six yeah. or whatever the hell he is, I don't know. It's it's not that much of a risk. I mean, he's he's just on such a form, like a form of his life, like in terms of goals. So if you can get him in, um, yeah. I would definitely have him. Um, like I've got Foden at the same price range, and look at that. Especially for the likes of Trossard, which Rossi has mentioned, and I think Seamus, you've been stung by Trossard already this season. So I'm sure you'd advocate a, a swift move to Jata. Yes, I would. <laughs> um, I would definitely. I've had Trossard. I sold him last week for Grealish and he's been... Oh, I think he got me an assist one week. He's hit the bar another week and stuff like that. He's looked good and bright in spells. He played centre forward in games, got me excited, fucking got me wish. fucking hard and then fucking left. He's disappointed. <laughs> but he's fucking... Ball, motherfucker. Nah, he's, yeah, he's, he's just blue ball me, um, as Kirk might say. So, yeah, I would definitely think that Yada... Or, Jada, is Jada or Yada? I keep getting that mixed up. Okay, sorry. Ooh. But Jada... I think is definitely worth it. I think whether he play comes on and plays 30 minutes, gets one point, or he does what Harvey Barnes is doing for me lately and playing fucking 57 minutes and getting me one point. You know, he's probably more likely to score in a more attacking team. He's looking, he's in exceptional form. I think it's actually more likely that he's going to continue his form and push Firmino out of the team than he's going to dip in form and drop back out of the team. Um, I like him. I think he's good. I think Klopp has already shown that he will play four of those attackers, uh, Firmino, Salamane, and uh, Jota yeah. in the same team. So I would definitely, I, I would have no hesitation going enough. in. Drew, that. now that you've had sufficient time to, I don't know, rest your weary soul, how do you feel about Jota to, or Trossard to Jota? It's not rest my weary soul, it's drain my tiny bladder. I thought you were going to say <laughs> tiny something get else another, there for a second. Get another beer. 
<laughs> but uh, I think Carks uh, and uh, Seamus have covered that quite well, and I won't really get into too much detail there. Like they've both covered it all. But the only thing I will say is, like, a, from a mental point of view, you have to be prepared for him not starting games. Like he is going to start probably seventy-five percent extent of the matches. He's going to come on for twenty, thirty minutes. He's so dangerous. He's going to get you points in all those games. And if you don't lose patience with him, it's like Kirk said with uh, Phil Foden. And it's probably a bad example because he's just not starting any games. But at the start of the season, people were thinking, you bring him in, he's six and a half million. If he starts one out of two every games, he's in such an attacking team and he's so dangerous that it's worth it. Whereas I think Jada's like 2.0 version of that. Like he's even more dangerous. He's in a better team. He's going to get more minutes. So, like, in and around, I was looking at the alternatives between five, six, seven million. Like, you have to go up to Grealish to get anyone better than him. And, like, I think he's definitely worth it, especially at the expense of Trossard. Trossard's gone. The way I'll put it is, I've had Trossard and I've had Barnes for the last couple of weeks. Trossard being six, Barnes was seven. He's now 6.9. Or maybe it's the other way around. But... Both of those players have absolutely done nothing compared to what Jota's done in the last five weeks. So don't like you're, don't eye, overthink it. Jota is in better form. Is, uh, the eye test is good as well. Like Jota looks quality. Yeah. Like it's not like yeah. he's just like picking yeah. up an odd yeah, goal yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He looks quality. Yeah, but like you bring in Jota for six point six, six point seven, whatever he is, and like keep him in there for the next six game weeks. Don't get like any way kind of despondent if he doesn't start a game like he's playing Brighton Wolves Fulham tricky one against Spurs but then Palace and West Brom like judge him at the end of those six games he's going to start at least half those games he's going to get a bucket load of points yeah, fair like, enough. I him. don't I don't think he can do but, much much less than he's what your he's going to be what your fourth player yeah well there you have it Rossi uh, I think everyone's pro Jota uh, next question, FPL Rogue, another good friend of the show, at FPL Rogue. He asks, have either of the pods pinpointed why the FPL wheels have come off for City? It's another City question. Previous seasons, I would have had two, if not three players from City. Currently, I have one. He's got KDB. But it seems a luxury right now. Also, of these... Yeah, I'll leave that for after. But uh, yeah, so basically, kind of similar to uh, Didi's question in regards to how poor... The, they feel City have been um, you know is there a reason for it uh, should we have more than two or three players Seamus I think Drew had, wants to jump in here so I'm going to pass yeah. it over to Drew first of all he, and I I, I'm just going to agree I'm going to agree whatever whatever Drew says so it makes me look smarter but I think Drew has an answer here <laughs> yeah Jerry, if you don't mind not that I have a, an answer but I feel very strongly on bringing in City guys so <laughs> this might be beneficial or detrimental because we need some balance after it but like i am so in favor of bringing in city players so if we talk about the fixtures i know rogues talking about what has gone wrong but i think we need to look to the future when it comes to bringing in players so they're playing burnley at home fulham at home west brom at home three out of the next four fixtures then they play Southampton and then Newcastle at home. They play United in between then. That could go on either way. Like United have been terrible. But they ran all over them last season. Um, I think City are such a good FPL uh, opportunity this season that people are going to overlook. And it's, it's going to be one of those where you're either going to get miles ahead of the curve or you're going to fall flat on your face. But like 
reasons why they mightn't have kind of got going so far this season. I think the lack of preseason has really hurt them so far. Um, they went quite deep in the Champions League last season. They started the season later in game week two. I think the way they play, it's such it's so rigorous and they have so many kind of random game plans and setups and strategies that they need preseason to get kind of fully on top I of things. Um, they lack a recognized forward at the minute. And like I think this is my biggest problem with City. Like Jesus and Aguero bring so much to those teams. And it's not just goals. Um just their movement. If you watch City, if you watch KDB, if you watch Sterling, like Sterling has been an absolute FPL machine the last few seasons, but without a focal point in attack, like Aguero and Jesus, their movement is so good. Like Aguero's finishing is great and he's a proper goal scorer. Jesus, maybe not so much, but he still drags players out of position. He gives Sterling so much space out on the left. Uh, KDB has so much more of a target to hit, like the likes of Mares near... Starting out to the left, uh, it's just the dynamic of that team has been so, it's been shifted. I don't know if you agree. It's been so predictable. Like they're they're, they're often quite predictable the way they play, but without an actual number nine, they're even no, more I, predictable. I completely and, agree with you there, Drew. I think um, as you said, like not having that that uh, kind of the same length of time that other teams have had and that missing kind of striker element with both Aguero and Jesus, uh, you know, kind of suffering setbacks. It has affected City a good bit. And I think, you know, what we're seeing now is maybe the worst they'll be all this season. Like, am I being mad in saying that? No, I don't think so. And I think, like I said, FPL is, to me is all about getting ahead of the curve. It's about like getting on people before they actually score points. And like, my reading the Twitter at the minute is like, why would I bring them in? I'm going to wait on the Burnley game. I'll see if they get points and then I'll act. But like, if you can get them in even before the Burnley game and like, I don't even need to check. City have such a good record against Burnley. I think they bet them like 5-0, 5-1 and 4-1 last season. They bet them 5-0 the season before. They have a really good record against them. And like, it's not the kind of stat that I usually like because I'm always like, players change managers change Burnley never fucking change lads you know it's the same players it's Sean Dyche City are gonna beat them um what else they're not as bad as FPL Twitter have made out like they've lost two games they've lost to Leicester who got three penalties they did them on the break they lost to Spurs who just posed a masterclass but like City had more possession they had more shots it's just like I said, they're so predictable. They do the same thing over and over. They kind of look for overloads out on the wing. They kind of try and just break down teams. But without a striker, they just find it really hard. And with Jesus and Aguero back now, I'm I'm really positive about it. Um, they've been burning it up in the Champions League. They've won three games out of three. They've nine goals scored, one goal against. Like the, the ingredients yeah. are there. The fixtures are there. Their ownership is so low. I, I just think it's too good to pass up. And I'm probably going to die on this hill, but I'm going to get in two or three of them in the you. next week or two. I'll take up I'll take up your flag, so because I, I totally back up everything you're saying. And yeah. I'd add, add to it, consider their um, defensive problems they had. Like the Laporte was out again. Diaz came in. Ake's have been injured. Um, like They just haven't been settled at all this season. Cancelo. Like he was playing midfield, like, he's playing right back, he's playing left back. Um, 
I just don't know if they've been settled up until now. And I thought they were brilliant against Liverpool. Like, I thought that was a really good indicator of how how good a team they are when I was watching that game. Yeah. Um, they totally got... They got jose as you said there. Like, like they were still an incredible... Like, at the first 15, 20 minutes, like, Torres down the left with Cancelo, like, they were still really, really good. Um, if you look at the last five games, expected points, they're second behind Liverpool. And Liverpool are, this season... Like they look like they're going to win the league. Like they do look like the best team. That's not just talking as a Liverpool fan. Um, and City are a point, point, point four or something points behind them on the last five games. Like the gap isn't there. Like they are still that good. Yeah. Um, and if you consider like they get settled back four, they get De Bruyne back. He was injured. They get Aguero back. They get Jesus back. Like they're going to absolutely annihilate somebody in the next couple of weeks. I'd, and they've like, got the fixtures to do it, Kirks. That's what I mean. Like, if they don't beat Burnley four or five nil, they're going to beat the next team four or five nil. And it's like, I've, I, I'm all in on this. Like, I actually brought in the three guys in this game week before the Burnley game. I was just like, I'm stacking this for the next couple of weeks because it's not like they're playing really badly and like they're they're getting a bit unlucky, a bit stale. Like, I thought they were a bit slow against um, Spurs. It looks kind of like their heads dropped, and they just thought, "Oh fuck's sake!" Like there's twelve people behind the ball here. Like we just this is just painstaking. But like, if they get a goal early against Spurs, I think they would have beaten them. Uh, yeah. I think I think they're going to trounce somebody in the next couple of weeks, and I want to be on so, those points. Can I jump in very quickly? <laughs> no, Kirk's mentioned something that I meant to mention. Just their defense, like they didn't play their best four defenders, in my opinion, until game week seven. So Cancelo, Diaz, Laporte, and Kyle Walker, like they're going. I think they're so solid, and like pick two out of three of them, like they're great options going forward. Speaking of two out of three, Drew, uh, not- out of KDB, Salah, and Son, which two are you taking? KDB, Salah, and Son. Um, I think Salah. I think Salah is a must. Just uh, the Liverpool fixtures are so solid, and like by default, he's got like a the, nice, the like, guy you saw last week. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so mad for chasing points. But uh, I'd nearly take it as a, a bonus that he missed a game. Like, it's a bit of a rest for him. And these guys are elite athletes. Like, COVID is nothing to them. Are you, you know, are he, you a COVID denier? Are you saying that COVID is going to make absolutely zero difference to him? Like, he's going to be absolutely fine. You know, his his lungs are absolutely no difference. Like, lads, don't wear a mask. <laughs> don't do it. It's grand. But uh, I'd pick Salah and probably Fair KDB. Enough. Shame is KDB, Salah and Son, which two? I don't know about these two guys. Like They don't seem to know how these FPL podcasts go. Like One person comes up with one opinion. The other person needs to come up with the contrarian opinion. Like They're they're here agreeing with each other. And to be honest, I completely agree with what they're saying. But I'm going to have to take a contrarian opinion because otherwise this is well, dull. I asked you KDB, you know I mean? Salah and Son. I didn't go back to the original one. Pick, pick two. Yeah. Um, I'll say... I'd say KDB okay. Salah. And why KDB and Salah? Why you why do you think KDB over Sun? Uh well it, for the reason I'm gonna put my balls on the chopping block, it's that I think uh, what we said earlier, I just don't like uh their fixtures there being uh Spurs. I think the way that Mourinho will have them lining up is yes, he will get them to counterattack, but against teams that don't sit up well against counterattack, I think there's not going to be a whole lot of joy. I think Kane will prosper more in those games if and when they get penalties and stuff like that. 
So there will be like, I, like I, I really love Son as an FPL asset. I just don't think he's going to get 250 points mm-hmm. this year. You know, he might get 200 maybe, but uh, he's already like well on his way to almost, what, what is he on now? 80 points or something. So I just think it's going to slow down. I think this is the time it's KDB going to slow down. For you, I'd be with and, you there, Seamus. I'm KDB and Salah. I think they're probably two of the best three options in the game. Uh, for you, Kirks, KDB, Salah and Son, which two? Yeah, it's the same. I think it's it's repeating what we said there earlier. Like, I don't fancy Sun over the next six game weeks. <laughs> Craig, so you like, named every single fixture. I was like, no, no, no. I no. actually genuinely like the, it's a <laughs> it's mix right, of what she- it's, right. it's, it's what Seamus is saying though. Like, Wolves are going to defend deep. Chris Powell is going to defend deep. Um, it just they're not fixtures that suit them. And like, even looking at the last few games, I think he was lucky. Not not that he didn't deserve his goal against City, but like it was still quite a low xG and it was on the break. I just like they struggled against the two teams before that. I'm not putting my eggs in that basket. And Kirks, uh, what you're saying is completely right. He could get lucky against Crystal Palace and he could score from the edge of the box and stuff like that. There's no one denying that. But it's no. a higher All right. All there's right. there's a low sorry, there's a lower chance of that happening than it would be in a game. I, team I, I, I think KDB is gonna have three or four assists I over the next bef- three games. Before you two start yeah. jerking each other off, I think we can all we can all agree Kate <laughs> Just get on goddamn jerk train. <laughs> KDB Salah from three of us. Uh, Drew's uh, saying KDB and Son. But next question. No, no you I didn't. Said Salah. You didn't. No, no, no. I did, yeah. Oh, I did, yeah. I said Are Salah was the best saying... option in the oh, game. Oh, no, sorry. You said well, Salah and Son. And Salah you well, didn't say KDB, Son. Drew, was it? No, I did, yeah. You're KDB and Salah. So <laughs> I actually have this recording. So I can just edit this. Yeah, no, that's fine. I can edit I'll this to make myself look good, just so you know. <laughs> but uh, next question it comes from, from I mean FPL and Kirk Keen he was on the uh, the show a couple of weeks ago Kirk's I know you haven't checked us out but if I was to recommend any episode that would be the episode that we chatted to Keen he came uh, first in Ireland uh, two years ago and 27th in the world and I think it's just well I'd like to say two years ago is a long long time in FPL I would I would say like even a year you're pretty much you that, your old you hear news. That, Andrew? It's uh you know Drew. <laughs> one year one year you're top ten k next year you're seven million plus so I mean yeah well time time that, is okay. on. I'm just Kirk, playing your own noose here, yeah. Kirk's like uh, Kirk's is sick of his guns and I admire you it. You shouldn't check it out if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> but he does key in I feel on Kirk's out of feeling Kirk's asks are Man City attackers and we've kind of touched on it before, but are they worth a significant investment going forward? We know Drew's opinion on it. And uh what about yours, Drew or Kirk's? Yeah, yeah, fully agree. I mean, we just like as we were saying, like I was waiting for Seamus to jump on the old bandwagon as well. I think we're uh, all we're all on the city. Hundred percent the city. I would say this though. I will jump in. I would say yes, but I'm not going to go double city attack. I'm going to go single okay. defender. KDB. KDB is all I okay. want. I don't want KDB and Sterling. I don't want fucking KDB and Jesus or anything like that. I'm going to go KDB, and that's it. I'm going to I'm going to hedge my bets in a certain in a certain way. I do think there's defender. goals there against Burnley and against Fulham. There's but, uh, so. There could be, and I, I, if I was going double, I would go a defender. I wouldn't go yeah. double attack. Cancelo. Yeah. I'm gonna save all of this. I would go I'm gonna save a lot of this city talk for my question because I do want to 
you know, as I said, pick your brains on a little bit, and that includes the likes of Concello. But uh, moving on to FPL era at FPL underscore, he says, should we be saying Slon to Son and Kane with favourable fixtures for KDB and Vardy? Again, we kind of touched on a lot of this already, but like, would you guys? Yes, it's a yes, yes. for me. Is it? Yes, yes all round. <laughs> yes, uh, not a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I, I'm thinking about keeping I'm Kane just... to be honest. Um, yeah. Go on, sorry, Drew. Go on. Sorry, Derry, your Murphy's looks delicious. It's not bad, out of a can. Very expensive. You old, you old sea dog. Yeah. Just uh, Kane, like, he's playing Chelsea, who have, like, one of the best defensive records in the league. Arsenal, quite solid defensively. But, like, he just played Man City, who have a great defensive record. Um, got an assist. Could have got more than that. He's on penalties. It's just, like, who do you replace him for? Uh, like, Son, I think you can easily bump up to a city midfielder Kane you're kind of dropping down a bit and you're losing maybe a captaincy option I I wouldn't automatically get rid of both of them even though I'm thinking about it I would I I'd kind of I would consider keeping Kane to be honest all the way through to his nicer fixtures both of those players Kane and Son are tied level on 84 points this season in nine games yeah they're both the highest point scorer in FPL this season by yeah. a good 14 you, points. You have to take away Sun's 24 points. Like four goals doesn't happen again this season. Like that's <laughs> it doesn't, a but off. I'm not going to take it away from his like, you know, you know, I, I, know, I, but take, I wouldn't be like, I can take 24 points away from your, your score right now. And you'd be like, you know, you know, <laughs> you'd be 5 million, million <laughs> rank. No, but I, my point is just like the, the average scoring going forward. I uh, like, yeah. Son isn't going to keep that up. And I think you said it earlier on, like he's he's already eight, towards 80 points. He might get to 200, which means there's going to be a big Baron spell in there somewhere. And I agree. I think it's going to be over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think we have it. Yeah, I think I we have a pretty uh, strong kind of consensus. Um, Drew's offered something, you know, kind of con- con- devil's advocate almost. So I'm with you, Drew, in the sense that like I'm taking a whole on to Kane. But you have to admit that, you know, for the next three weeks at least, Kane Tavardy doesn't look like a, a massive yeah. uh, a massive kind of question. Um FPL Rossi, we've already had him. He snuck a second question in. He is a yeah, absolute snake. He's asked the second he's asked Premier League winners top four predictions. So off the top of your head, instinct, Seamus, go. <laughs> top four. Go, go, go. I'm gonna say Liverpool are gonna win. I think Chelsea are gonna finish top uh, in the top four. No, think, in order. Uh, City are gonna finish top four. <clears throat> Oh, I, got, I think uh, City will finish second. I think they'll get their shit together at some stage no, or other. Now yeah. that just give me the four. Peppers. So, <laughs> Liverpool, City, <laughs> Chelsea. I'm going to say United because I think they're going to sack oh, all Okay, Kirks, go for it. Liverpool, City, Chelsea. <laughs> and it's the exact same. Massive pause. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just pick Anyone between like, the rest of them, it, like, yeah, I United probably. A decent Everton, shout if they picked you know up. you want to go Everton. You're a big Everton fan, right? Ah, I love Everton when they've got everybody fit. Um, like the, even when the last day when Richarlison was back, he set up that goal. Like it was just like, yep, he's back. But I just can't see them staying fit for the whole season. It's just such a compacted, busy season. I just can't see it. So I don't see that the not the most DCL goal ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> <Thanks, Dawson. laughs> kicked off him. <laughs> but like, like that's if, if he fell full, over, full strength, it would be more great. of a DCL goal. If he landed on his face, 
<laughs> Fuck it. I think I'll go with United just maybe because they have a slightly better squad. And if it does get to a very grueling season, end of season, they'll pick yep. up, I think, at the end. Fair enough, Drew. Top mm. four. Uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and probably Spurs. I think Chelsea just have a bit more in their locker than Spurs. Like they've better quality all around. They've more coming off the bench. But I, I can't see United coming ahead of Spurs. Jose is too kind of canny. He's got a good squad. They're playing quite well. Ole's not going to get them ahead of Jose Spurs at the minute. Now, now that Undertaker has retired, I think that Ole will be sacked around Christmas time and Undertaker will come in. And <laughs> that's what I think is going to happen. What do you Paul think, Bear? Paul Bear, assistant manager. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, me, Drew, I would go City. I'd be the same as the lads, the top three, Liverpool, City and Chelsea. And I think fourth. I'm going to go United just because I couldn't be listening to Spurs fans if I said Spurs. I think long pause is the best option for a fort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're dead on. You're dead on. It's, it's like coin toss being, you know, you have Spurs at that stage. But I think Chelsea, I think we all agree. Unanimous decision all around there yeah. for FP yeah. Rossi, uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and long pause. Uh, next question is coming in from FPL Tommy at FPL underscore Tommy. He says, best defenders, this is deliberately to renegades and drunk now, not me, not us. Fuck that. Best defenders for the coming weeks, Chelsea and Arsenal defence is beginning to get tighter, although I'm still not convinced by either. So best defenders, give me one defender because we've gone over 19 minutes already, so we're going to have to start speeding this shit up. Oh. <laughs> uh, give me one defender that you would want for the next uh Coming game weeks, upcoming game weeks. Uh, Drew. Seeing as I'm put on the spot, I'm going to go uh, Alex Tellez. Bit of a punt. Uh, Luke Shaw's out for the next month. United's defensive record over the last four games has been pretty good. They've only conceded two goals. They've kept two clean sheets. Their expected goals conceded is best in the league. Their expected clean sheets is best in the league. Their big chances conceded is best in the league. And then, like, Alex Tellez takes some corners. He takes some free kicks. If Bruno ever gets uh, generous like he did tonight and let Rashford take a penalty, Alex Tellez took all the penalties for Porto. I think he's a bit of a... He's a nice punt. He's a calculated like risk for me. Some good fi- uh, upcoming fixtures. Seamus, defender? Um, <clears throat> he's talked about Chelsea there and I'm not going to disparage Chelsea who's got... Like I have, for example... Uh, Chilwell, who's going to be 24 points in the last four game weeks. But if I'm going to back a defence, it's going to be the same defence I'd backed in my um, Breen Sheets in our picks last week. And I'm going to back a, Le- a Leicester defender. I won't back James Justin this time like I did last week. I'll back Fofana, maybe. Okay, they've got three home fixtures in their next four between game weeks 10 and 13. Fulham, uh, Brighton and Everton with an away game against uh, Sheffield United team that just don't score goals. So there could easily be four clean sheets in that game. So I think someone like Fofana could be a great pick. If James Justin plays all four of those games, I think he's Fair even enough. better. Kirks, what have you got? I thought I'd be fucking scratching the barrel here. I thought my guy would be gone straight away. Cancelo. I, like, <laughs> Burnley at home, Fulham at home, West Brom at home, Newcastle at home. Like, I mean, we should have been just naming three city players here. Um, they're going to, like, that's that's ridiculous. And I, I, they'll, they'll put up against United as well. Like, they won't want to lose that game. 
um, and then Southampton in between. But like Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, Newcastle, home in the next six. Like that's mental. Yeah. Definitely get one in. Can I change my mind? I, I would rather go for Kirk's picks. So we've got two for Cancelo, Seamus. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one, I would probably go with... I mean, since you're, you've taken all the like, really good options there, but I think maybe Van Anholt, if I'm going to be a little bit of a outside, uh, you know, kind of punter there. Um, he seems to have kind of come back from his injury and he started the last few matches. He's got... Burnley away, Newcastle and West Brom, three of the lowest scoring uh, attacking, you know, outputs in in the whole league. So for me, if I'm picking, yeah, I'm going fucking like similar to my Breen Sheets last week, James, as you already mentioned, I'm going with a Crystal Palace uh, option. And uh, what do you guys think of that? Just because I kind of winged it there. I think it's good. I I think Aston Villa is another good option. I didn't mention that would have been my next option after probably Man City. But uh, Aston Villa have got still got crazy good fixtures in the next few. And uh, if you look at their fixtures coming up, like I'm just looking at Kansa here, who's 4.7. Crazy value. West Ham away. Okay, that might be the easiest. But then they've got Newcastle at home. Definitely not scoring a lot of goals. Wolves away. Not really scoring a lot of goals. Maybe in the second half they are. Burnley at home, not scoring a lot of goals. Glad you so, agreed to my pick by promoting another fucking pick of yours, Seamus. This is this is what we have every week here, lads. Classic Seamus. I've only met you guys, never listened to a pod. This, this is, is classic Seamus. This is classic yeah. undermining. It's like, I agree with you, but, but I'd rather talk about this there, than you know, I've talked about in my head already. Fuck your yeah. question. I'd rather I'd rather yeah. un- undermine you. Sarah... <laughs> Sure, I like Van Anholt. Like Newcastle at home, West Brom away. Next two game weeks, he could get fucking hauls in those be... two games, and that will just yeah, justify exactly. everything. You're not be able to point at a specific moment and just circle back to Seamus, ignore me again. But moving on, Alan That's Duggan, I think uh, a first time caller, question asker, audience member for the FPL Hangover, but a good friend of the FPL Renegades, and he's been kind enough. <laughs> Bit of a he's bastard. a what? <laughs> bit of a bastard okay, but I'll, go on I'll let you take over <laughs> well I like Alan unlike you Drew I like Alan I love Plus, Alan there's a big butt there I, go on there. go on Jer oh, that, that was it we just have to read in between the lines here fair and, enough and move on Alan asks uh, that he has it on good authority that Renegade's Oh, here we go. Uh, at Renegades FPL Pod Naked, um, pre-COVID at least, it was Willie's second reason for leaving. Will this make things awkward for the FPL hangover? I'll feel this one. Um, nope, not at all. We spent a good <laughs> a good 60 minutes before we hit the record button uh, just hanging out, hanging out with our dongs out. And yeah, it was... Yeah. We're all... We're all and naked underneath the, only, waist, the waist down, right? Only Seamus like, has a micro penis, so it's grand. Who would expect it? You can't have everything, you know. He has the he has the looks, but yeah, little Willie. He has everyone, the feet, but everyone is naked from the waist down, and everyone will stand up by myself. And it count a tree, <laughs> and then cut to transition here. But he also asks, more importantly, who would win in a fight? And uh, <laughs> and that's the most that's the easiest question we've ever been asked because we're all working mm-hmm. remotely like 100 kilometers away from each other or whatever so we can all say yeah i told you in a fight without ever we having all to prove it back ourselves <laughs> in that one alan so we all yeah. would win i gotta back i gotta back andy i i've, I've seen him fighting and uh, i'm just gonna stand behind him and i also saved life that time <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've also seen Andy fail to like haul, uh, you know, six foot four, 
180 kilos. pound fucking ape off of me, you know. So I'm like, if he can't even haul him off me, you know, he's you know, obviously well, pathetic, you know. This so. is a good segue in, into Same this whole episode. This question, I was like, Kirk is about six foot tall, he's about 15 stone. I'd put him on you. <laughs> I think that would be a good fight. Like, you're quite tall, you've got you're quite athletic. And then I was like, shit, I have to fight Jer, which I'm not quite happy about. So <laughs> funny. I'm only like 12 and a half stone. So like Kirk's got a good two and a half stone with. So that's an advantage there if he's 15 stone. Yeah. I was like, I, me. <laughs> I might have like a mild speed advantage over Jer, but he's like got power experience. <laughs> I, think, I think you guys would win in a fight. To be honest. I think me and Jer got to team up and take one of you out. And then, you know, me and I Jer got feel like if Jer rocks up in a motorbike and at a whirling chain, yes. we're all fucked. Yeah. I will point out. That I have been smashed over the face, well, the head, by uh, somebody wielding a, a chain and, and on a, a thing on like that as a young fella, and it go. did not. It wasn't me out. fucking hard enough. And Kirk, so I haven't, I haven't I lost a fight. <laughs> I haven't lost a fight in about eight years. So I seen uh, Andy got punched in the ear and uh, stayed on his feet. It was quite miraculous. Uh, yeah. It was like watching The Simpsons with Homer. Like he just would not oh, go no. down. I punched him in the fight, ear, man. I, I, I think I go down. I think I go down pretty, some pretty quickly guy. right now. Yeah, I think, I think somebody <laughs> like fucking... self-reflection mode again, guys. Uh, <laughs> somebody yeah. faints in my direction. I, I, I hurt my knee. I, you know, I, just, I think uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, so yeah. I might, I might bow. I might start bowing out. You know, in, in advance and just like me, two and one by the renegades, and then you know. He gets destroyed, and then he, you two got to battle it out there, between each other. There's only one answer to that question, Alan. Who would win in a fight? Nobody. We'd all lose, okay? Because right now, we're all <laughs> the best lose. friends, okay? We're all of the best friends. So, yeah, That's well, I mean, it, was, it was on the note. It was right there for you guys. Like, you could have taken it. But uh, moving on, swiftly no. moving on. <laughs> I was just thinking of pun- punching you in the cock, Joe. Like, <laughs> straight to cock punching. Injure your fucking wrist, yeah, man. No, my, yeah, because it's, it's a metal plate down there. Had it removed. No need for it. Tro- okay, Tro- Tro- I mean, in my head, I was thinking, like, he didn't stipulate any rules. So I'm coming in there with, like, a knife or something like that. And I'm just, like... Yeah. That is not surprising. It's, not surprising. And you've no. just fallen into the stereotype that, you, that we expected. Why that stereotype <laughs> exists. See that, Alex, see that Alex Ferguson book behind him? That's just a cover. You open that up and uh, there's a knife right. in there. It's like <laughs> mind yeah, pants. I'm just hidden it in uh, Ferguson's uh, biography. How apt. But before we move on, before we get too kind of bogged down in, in World War II and, and all the problems that may arise from that, let's move on to the next question. It comes in from uh, a good friend of the show. This, friend, this show and uh, Renegades, uh, he's also got his own YouTube channel going on, FBL Crypto. Make sure to check that guy out. He does a show with at uh, FPL Lens and Predictions and there's uh, Super 6 picks and all that shit. It's actually good crack. And far less of your yeah. time will be taken up than this fucking show, which we've already got to an hour and a quarter. Oh, all right. We always do this. I'm sorry. This is our fault. We are incapable of <laughs> recording a show less than 90 minutes. We've tried. We like, we've had signs, bells, whistles, people standing beside us with cards. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, is that what Willie we was initially relegated to? Was sign boy. He's wearing a little skimpy yeah. outfit and you Can't just walk it. in and say one hour and 45 minutes, guys, and then walk out. <laughs> yeah. Like a ring girl. <laughs> but getting back to Carl, Carl asks, uh, and I think it's something we kind of already touched on. Kane 
slash sun double double holds or pivot one to city captainable asset. So again, guys, we've already heavily gone into Man City and and the sun question. Fuck me, that's that's a big topic this week. But uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Kane Sun double hold or pivot to one for me I'm literally Next. pivoting this week cause that's my answer right there Drew you're looking at something like that you've already got off Sun uh, yeah no I'm just diversify divide and conquer keep one Spurs guy move on to a city guy um, yeah like the city fixtures yeah. are so good just do it Spurs fixtures aren't Lads, good look, live by the sword die by the sword I can't believe it had to get this long before you threw that in, Kirk. That's disgraceful. But we do already know you're, you're all city. You've already gone into them. Seamus, you got to give me a yes or no answer to this one. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's all yes. I needed to hear. So that's all the questions on this. I think Renegades, ye lads threw out the oak as well. There's a lovely little gif of uh, Obama's wife. Uh, Alan had another question on that. Um cheeky seeing okay. as man city are playing like man united is it prudent to get maras instead of splashing the cash on sterling or kdb before you no oh, no no no, 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 no. Can I jump he in says here now? before no. you no. say no <laughs> and that he's not nailed on he has started six of the eight I've games read this the full season, so you're saying no yeah no it's, it's, not, a, it's not, not about his starts it's not about his starts he's done fuck all this season he's been fucking shit it's not because he's not starting it's because he's starting and playing crap. And part of the reason they've been blunt in attack is Fair he enough. hasn't been good. And, uh, you know, he is liable to lose his place at any time. That's But he even that... He will lose his place. Yeah. I, I'm amazed he started six of eight games. You know, he's actually been terrible. <laughs> yeah. A few games I've seen, he's not been good. Actually, it's the same. But, I actually read a thing about people defending him and they were like kind of going, oh, get off his back. Like, you know, get Premier off League back, winner guys. and like he's so quality. He's like, he's... Brutal recently. He's so greedy. Like he's just like he doesn't yeah. produce anything. Like he tries to cut in and score, and he gets blocked, and that's it. Like he gives the ball away, and it's just like, why is he on the pitch? Like they've got his best game Foden. was against Leicester when he scored, and he actually scored that game in fairness, but they lost whatever five two. His best game was against Leicester. He scored a cracker, but like has he? Like I, I actually don't even know his stats. I I reckon he hasn't scored this season apart oh, from I that think one that's game. Like a resounding no. I'm gonna speak for Drew. Furious, we're furious actually. I don't know if you yeah. picked up on this, but we are I, we are not happy about this. Yeah, Drew left the room. How <laughs> I hope you're fucking happy was, with that, Duncan. You know? Look what you've done. You've broken this happy happy family apart. Another question, FBL uh, Jesus Christ, guys are sneaking in the double questions this week. Another one from FBL Fairy at FBL Fairy. He says, Which of the podcast hosts would win in a race? Now, Drew was not happy with this question. He You can, uh, you, can you can answer it, Drew. <laughs> uh, who, who would win the race? I think this is like a really tragic question. It's a, it's unfair. It's a, a real leading kind of malicious question <laughs> because uh, Fairy is in a running group with myself and Seamus and uh, he can see all of our times. He can see all of our runs. He knows that Seamus is a, a bit of a running freak. He has nothing else to do in his spare time except run. And like no, that's, I that's inc- incorrect. I could I could speak spend and time with spend time with my That's wife. exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, that's his other option. <laughs> you know, but like you know, that's the, yeah. that's the alternative. And so. even on top of all that, where I think Fairy just wanted to make Seamus look good, um, I think I might be able to challenge Seamus in a race so over would you fifty be meters. To have that live streamed. Yeah. 
If he comes up to Kildare, I'll race him. Fifty meters. Here's the thing. My distance. My distance. Yeah. My five, my distances. My distance is uh long distance. You know, ten k, fifteen k, twenty k. Mo Farah kind of drug mm-hmm. distance. He's making the mistake and thinking I'm actually slow over short distance. Well, you're actually making it sound like that. Is the case. But I think we we both, we all agree <laughs> that I'll be. I'll, I don't know. About, okay, I don't know about fifty that's, meters because that's you've that's misread a, that's a sprint. You've misread the question. But... I blame Drew. Drew has led you down the garden path there. What Fairy's really talking about is if this was a wacky races style event, who would win? And I think it's quite clear that Limerick guys are going to win the wacky races. We're going to have a lot of shenanigans. That's, I think the better race is uh, Kirk's against. Oh no, he's winning. Sure, because like I think either you will either turn up to the finish no, line. Yeah, Kirk's, <laughs> you can have that one. You win. Take it. Take the gold. I might go. Like I'm me much, and Drew are I'm sitting much... at the the finish line, waiting for the guys to finish, and they've stopped about five hundred meters so in. And they've gone for a, the we've gone for a pint and got a drink. I just can't be bothered to finish. They've gone uh, for a commiseration pint. And like, <laughs> you know, got the fate. The race hasn't actually finished yet. No one's. Hey, Miss, how how fast do you think you could do a kilometer in? you mind me asking i know i i know what my kilometer record is yeah it's no well, you're I not finding it, it, it i like feel like three, you went a bit more about 330 what about 330 yeah yeah whatever fuck off seamus <laughs> nobody cares about your running records like move Next on, question, Jer, move in on. from a good friend of the show i think it's five weeks in a row now he's got on to renegade see what i'm doing drew i'm keeping this up for you slim shady at gil praff 96 he asks, oh, would yes. you st- do you want to do an Eminem joke, uh, Drew? No? Okay. No. no Kirk's yeah, I get really uncomfortable. Yeah. Every yeah. week. That's Every why week. I wanted to bring it up. It was mainly for you, Kirk's. But uh, would you still drop Kane? No, I'm not doing this. Would you still drop Kane or Son for the tuck <laughs> fixtures after a good performance against City? Next question. Next. Slim, you've heard it all before, but thank you for the question. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I think that's all of the questions, lads. Would you say so? That looks, that felt like a fuck ton of questions. Did I haven't even looked? I'm relying purely on you, Jer. I've the Twitter I did or what, and that's all the questions. I know we did, Abids. I'm gonna do a quick check on my timeline to see if anyone's replied to mine, but did, I think uh, that's pretty much it. Did Woolly not ask a stupid question? No, no, not this Willie. week. That is oh, actually a bit of a slight now. I, I, I won't lie. I'm a bit upset about that. Mm. We can always just make one up. Um, What's that it's about? Usually, uh, fairly straightforward because it usually answers itself. Um, like, is Jack Grealish going to play for Aston Villa in the next game? I think he is. Um, and then leaves it open for us to talk Th- about. Thanks for that question, so... Willie. That was that was bang on the money. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take what we're given. But we'll we'll draw a line under this week's drunk tank, and we would like to send out a big thanks to all of the questions. There was so many, and if anyone is still here at this time, fair fucks G. Uh, before you go, I suppose I might as well do a. Like, it wouldn't be fair if I didn't do the mini-league for all of the lads. Uh, just a, a quick, 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 quick look at it. Uh, the top 10, Dunfanny, 11, Damien McCallaghan. Number 2, Flying Without Wings, Camerul, Arflin. Number 3, Lane Lions, Liam Herridge. Number 4, our very own Andrew EB, FPL Renegades Drew. We live on Earth, 616, Javendra Ray. Fish and Chips, number 6, Ian Walsh, number 7, the Orgazoids, Peter Scullion, that's a new top 10 entry. Number 8, Team Actimil, Alan Jennings. Number 9, that's the Chieftain. And number 10, Tony Clark, Clarkies County. Fair play to you, lads. Throw us a decode there, will you? See, we have a guess. Will I come in Ooh. at the bottom? 
I would love for Second Life, but I think it would be unfair on whatever sad soul. I've got a, I've got a no, code here. No, I'm going to give it to you. No, in we're case, not going to do it we? live on air. We're not going we to do it live on air. We're not. <laughs> okay, but this will happen. At, ooh, this we will happen. Will, we will pod. update next week on where Kirk's has come in. Will Kirk's come in? Where's Kirk? Bottom? I think uh, yeah. depending on how this episode goes, because it might have tanked by now. We don't fucking know. But <laughs> it, we could just be doing a, a weekly feature on Kirk's and how how easy he kept the red arrows going because seven in a row is. Oh, it is so seven impressive. in a row with someone so who knows how to play the game making changes every week. Yeah. That's tough to do. Not with intentional hits. You know, you're not taking like minus eights every week or anything like that. You know, oh. this is do you think overshadowing you, shadowing you, Drew, a little bit. He like his his uh, red arrow is kind of overshadowing your green a little bit at this stage. I think Great a little question. bit because uh, last season it was the reverse of it except i wasn't seven million it was probably about one and a half million at the time and all i did was moan about my poor record and then i turned it around and kirk's got a little bit kind of jealous about it and i i wouldn't be surprised at all if kirk's wasn't kind of bottling this season on purpose but like you can tell i'm not because like the substitutions aren't mental like kirk the captain fucking Phil Foden a few weeks ago like, I do that all the time he does do that all the time to be fair to him but lads we're going to have to put a pin in it I would like to thank the two guys for coming in this evening and just listening to us talking shit I really hope we get to do it again and uh, if you'd like to do a plug for your show now is your chance lads um, yeah look I think we're probably the problem with it being so long but uh, thanks for having us Um we are really big fans of your show, so it's not like us doing a plug, but like if you do want to listen to our podcast outside of the lads podcast, not alternatively, it's uh, the FPL Renegades podcast at Renegades FPL. We've had a great time doing this and I'd love you to come on our podcast before Christmas. Like, don't even wait until the new year. Like, what are we? 25th of November, we have a month to Christmas. Come on in the next two or three weeks, return the favour and uh, we'll have a bit of crack True. then Kirks you should say something though for a change uh, I really shouldn't <laughs> okay there you go just, just, say, just say something so offensive well. please Kirk say something offensive you know, this, I was just you gonna know. say go fuck yourselves <laughs> perfect that, that is exactly what we want to hear we want to get flagged by uh, iTunes you know that that's exactly what we want um, I will say this I can't speak for sure but uh, yeah we, we we listen we love you guys podcast as well and uh, I think we would like to be on your podcast at some stage too. Um, you know, there's probably about 16 game weeks between now and Christmas. So there's loads of time to get that organized the way the FPL season is going. So we will set, definitely look at getting that organized. So to anyone that's listening here, you can check out the guys. At, is it at Renegades FPL or is it at FPL Renegades? Excuse me for being a the first, right now. The first one, thanks. At Renegades FPL. You can check these guys out. Of course, you probably guys probably know we're at FPL Hangover. I'm at FPL Drunk. Kirks is like off social media. You know, he doesn't want to be found by the government, so that's fine. Kirks is on the dark web somewhere. Uh, you can email us at FPLHangover at gmail.com. And obviously, we're on YouTube as well. So if you're watching this, subscribe, like that shit, get on to us. Anything else I've omitted, nope, Jer? You covered all of the nasty details, but I would like to reiterate, thank you all for listening. I can definitely see the FBL hangover invading the Renegade studio at some stage. 
But until then, guys, enjoy Game Week 10, and God bless.